11 o'clock comics episode 103 I mean, I know that you'll have less time to show notes together like uh, Chris and David do every week. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I, I won't, I won't have my flow charts ready, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is sweet. That's funny. That's awesome. Happy yeah. birthday, Daryl. Yes. Oh, what's up, Daryl? Yep. Yeah, happy birthday, Daryl. I can't wait to go to New York. The evil incarnate. He even has a birthday. All set aside for him to come back home. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. He must be loving the digital comics then. Dollar. <laughs> uh, I got. We're gonna get into that because I got some. I got some thoughts on that. But yes, thoughts yeah, are good. Don't spoil his iFanboy fanboy column for tomorrow. That's right. You can't spoil the fucking yeah. column, dude. Oh, that's right. Congratulations, Kimo Fabe. <laughs> you know, it's. I, I keep. <laughs> no, how are you? How are you gonna balance that with the rest of your life? Are you leaving? Are you leaving eleven o'clock? Yeah. Yeah, I know that. Uh, I. I for those going anywhere. Up, I've I've talked it over with the guys and they've agreed to a timeshare so I don't have to leave the show after all. <laughs> yeah. So those that were hoping that um, that Matt Burden was going to replace me are going to sadly have oh, to but wait. That would be good though. That would be good. No, if you ever go, yeah. If you ever kick off, we're getting Templar. That'd be great. Yeah. I'm actually talking to uh, I'm talking to Matt and the and the boys for uh, for their movie podcast uh, this weekend. We're, oh, sweet. We're what movie? Matt Idol. Matt Matt Idols. Uh, we're talking Jaws this weekend. Oh, excellent! Nice. One of my, one of my all time favorites. So I'll be uh, talking yeah. to Templar and uh, Malpractice. Joey, going to need a bigger yeah. boat. Yep. That's right. Yep. All right. Respect. <laughs> Hey, howdy ho, it's 11 o'clock comics, and I am, I am Vince B. Yes, you are. I am Giddy. And I'm Christopher Neesman. I'm David Price. And can you see me now, because I'm Butterscotch. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, that's cool. No, you're not Milo Monaro's Butterscotch. You are Jason Wood. And here's the part, (laughs) oh, I wish I had one of them, let me tell you. Here's the part where we hand it on over to Lawn Buddha to do the promo. Take it. This episode of 11 O'Clock Comics is brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service on the web at dcbservice.com. If it's in previews, you can pre-order it at DCBS. Regular issues for 20 to 40% off. Specials each month for up to 75% off. I'm talking Wumba deals. You can get a flat rate shipping no matter how much you buy. And a uniformed employee of DHL or the United Parcel Service will bring it to your door. You can create a pool list at DCBS, and they'll do half the work for you each month. A great feature at DCBService.com is that they'll let you get in and add stuff to your order at any point up to the end of the month. So what I do is go to DCBS at the beginning of the month and make my order. Then, after each overflowing episode of 11 o'clock comics, I go in and add stuff that the boys talked about. Listen... Do yourself a favor. Pause the podcast and go log on to DCBService.com right now. You'll be happy you did. 
And if you're a first-time customer, enter the code EOC8 at checkout and receive an extra 8% off your already hugely discounted order. Discount Comic Book Service. That's DCBService.com. My name is Lon Buddha. Now back to 11 o'clock comics. And in addition to all that, while you're scooping up those big old DCBS discounts, do not forget about the Summit City Comic Con. SummitCityComicCon.com. May 22nd of 2010. That's this year. It's a one-day show. Ten bucks will get you in. If you're an artist-type creative individual, you get a free six-foot-long table to hawk your wares. That's unheard of, almost. Mm-hmm. It, it's a great deal. <laughs> um, some I can't of the. Wait. So, yeah, I'm telling you, some of the people that are going to be there, Andy Jewett, Chris Burnham, Dave Wachter, oh, Dave Wachter. I miss Be- Dave. Beautiful Dave Wachter, Jim Nelson, Jim Rugg, rhymes with Jug, John Colstar, Jonathan D. Gordon, Mike Norton, I got the Battle Pug print in my DCBS box, gorgeous, along with the his uh, 24-hour comic, so nice. Uh, Jan Drewsternitsky is going to be there, yeah. Ryan Stegman. Oh, uh, my, my, Mike's got a new uh, sketchbook. Called yes. uh, I, yes. I Rule You. Ruled. Which, ruled. 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 Yeah. Which I can't wait to pick up next week. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. he'll have it at Summit City. And he will kiss you if you buy it. Tim Seeley's going to be there. Steve Bryant, Athena Voltaire is going to be there. And Zach Crucy, the contingent man himself. So do that. Be there. Go check it out at www.summitcitycomiccon.com. After you're done with that, hop on over to www.dcbservice.com. Get your great discounts. And while you're at it, enter the code EOC8. That's EOC8. Enter that into the little slot and you'll get an extra 8% off your already Womba discounts. It's insane. They're giving the stuff away. I, w- I was thinking that um, I was just going to do a day trip, you know, leave early morning and head down there and do the do the con and and then come back. But I'm really leaning to because I'm so excited about C2E2 and, and more for the social aspect of just hanging out with friends. And Summit City is going to be a, a, a fun, smaller version of that. So I'm I'm really starting to lean towards doing an overnighter there. So. Well, looking forward to it. It's going to be the, good stuff. Do it, do the it. guest we'll list uh, would warrant yeah. it. I would think. Yeah, well, just yeah. you know, just the idea, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, being able to to go out and have a, a beer or two with Jim Rugg would be cool. So, yeah, you know, why 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 should I limit myself? So I'm actually thinking about uh, maybe I can stay, you know, at, at Zach's house. I gotta I gotta email him. Yeah, don't put him on the spot or anything. But <laughs> he, he won't mind. No, 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 no. Zach, and while you're there, why don't you pick up my books that are going to be shipped that month? So this way, I don't have to wait. There you Sweet. go. So, oh so, yeah, yeah, and carry them all the way back to Chicago. Thank you, that'd yeah, and mail that'd be great. There. That's why no one's put out. <laughs> I, th- I think you have three balls. <laughs> hey, what's uh, what's uh, what's got the uh, the drink roll call here? Um, yeah, let's do um, it. Um, Vince, have have you brought something tasty for us this week? I sure oh, did. Thanks. It's water. Ooh, cool, refreshing Dude, water. Can you at least lie for us? It's not water. It's antifreeze, and it's mm. very good. It's good. kicking the shit out of me. Yeah, whack that it. up. All right, David Price. <laughs> How about you? I opened this last night and it kind of knocked me for a loop. But it's um, it's a mall back from from Argent a mall back from Argentina by uh, Silvertop. It. Uh-huh. It's a nice red wine, and I don't know. It was my first time having it, and I have uh, I, I don't know what the hell. It, it, it just all of a sudden Argentinian reds can be tasty, man. It, it it is tasty, but I wasn't expecting to get a little lightheaded. So 
Oh not, no! Oh, with the oh, with the you know Chilean wines. Um, That's fun. good stuff too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jason, well, it's fucking hot here. Yes, it's, it's really a beautiful hot. night. Not, no, no, it's, it's 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 so hot that my air conditioning should be blaring, but my wife is insisting that it's going to get like to be fifty tomorrow or the next day again, and so she doesn't want to put the air conditioning on, which is crap. Anyway, I'm sweaty. It's a reasonable request, Frank. No. So uh, I needed something ice cold. It's like I fanboy, you're Connor all of a sudden. Yeah, right. So I've got a I've got a gigantic glass full of. Uh, gin, juice, and a, uh, almost an entire lime at the bottom uh, with lots of ice. And uh, the cool thing about it, though, is actually it's a new gin. I've never had this gin before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I mean, to be honest, most gins, I think, especially when mix something, it kind of tastes the same. But uh, but for the, for those who uh, consider themselves gin connoisseurs, it's a new one for me. It's Bulldog Gin. It's uh-huh. a London gin, very dry, but uh, it's pretty damn good. Got it as a gift and uh, cranked, cranked it open after the, uh, the Bombay Sapphire uh, ran out, so... Slow gin time again. Faux show. That's right. Slow gin. I got Uh, something uh, right after you talk about what you're drinking, Chris. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Go ahead. Thanks thanks for fucking stepping all over me, Vince. Well, it's it's my turn this week. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) It is not not hot here. Um, Chicago had... Uh, some wonderful weather this past weekend, but now it's uh, it's dipped back into the in the low 60s or so. And we actually have the heat on here, Jason. So um, you, you feel me? So it was a, it was a good bourbon night, and uh, I restocked the bourbon cabinet this uh, this past weekend and pulled out one of my one of my absolute favorites for uh, for tonight's recording, and it is an Elijah Craig. Uh, it's one of my my favorite small batch bourbons. It's their 12 year old. Uh, small batch bourbon. It is absolutely delicious, and I just have it in a uh, uh, fine whiskey glass with a single ice cube, and I'm going to sit here and sip and uh, enjoy it. Nice. Mm-hmm. That is cool. Very cool. Yeah. yeah well, right. I'll, I'll, I'll take you guys down uh, down Bourbon Road whenever you're here uh, next week. We'll uh, we'll have some nice some nice bourbons. That's cool. No, you don't say that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'll be looking out the window. Ooh, did you see that? Hey, <laughs> I, over, I got over it. the shoulder. <laughs> I was given a surprise today at the comic shop. Mm-hmm. To- really? Totally out. To- no, totally out of the blue. Uh, someone uh, frequented uh, the local comic shop, which is Comics on the Green in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and uh, gave me uh, a present. Uh, on the back of it, it says to Vince B. Hey Vince, sorry I missed you, but I'll see you and the eleven o'clock crew at C2E2. Love the podcast. Well, yeah, love the podcast, and hope you guys are having fun. Enjoy Deadpool, and tell the guys to stop at my artist alley booth, and I'll have stuff for them also. Your pal Tom Kelly. In parentheses, Chris knows who I am. I I know who Tom is. Right, and uh, it's a Hello Kitty Deadpool. And I think Jason, you bought a couple of these. Was it in New York from Tom Kelly? The the hello, well, someone did the last time I was there. No, I I was going to ask you who Tom Kelly is. I don't. It's pretty cool. Tom's a pretty talented artist. Uh, He's a Chicago guy and uh, does some really fantastic stuff. But has has kind of chiseled out this very interesting little niche at comic book conventions. Yeah. He does Hello Kitty comic book sketches on on a cardboard. Yeah, and it's it's very cool. It's, uh, the back of the cardboard still has like the packing tape where yeah. it was. It's it's <laughs> neat. It's got a real cool yeah. grassroots do it yourself 
vibe to it. I love it. Yeah, and, my, 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 my wife always, um, the, the one character that she wants me to get sketches of at conventions, it's, uh, it's ridiculous. And, and I, mm-hmm. it's because she's a fan of, um, uh, uh, superhero, uh, the, um, um, Challenge of the Superheroes. And she always likes, um, uh, Black Mantis. Hmm. So she asked me to get Black Mantis sketches, and so I have a Tom Kelly Hello Kitty version of Black Mantis. Wow, maybe it was you who bought them. I'm, I'm not someone I was in the company of. I think bought. maybe it was Tiki, maybe for his daughter. Oh, yeah. maybe, yeah, okay. Yeah. But hey, if you want to check his out his daughter in, in quotation marks, right? If you want to check out Thomas yes. Kelly stuff, you can go to www.tommm. Nine dot deviantart.com and check it out. It's cool, good stuff, and it's like a painting. It's not really a drawing. It's I mean it is, but it's a color drawing, very nice. And how about that? Uh, Dave said, "Hey, you had a fan in here earlier," and I was like, "What?" He was in Scranton. Yes, you got served. He was in Scranton. Yep. Uh, Yeah, Tom's a Chicago guy. For what reason? I do not know. Oh, he he traveled just to see you. He came to the shithole. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. But well, thanks to Tom in advance for yeah. whatever yeah, Tom, Tom, Tom's a hoot. Tom's a good guy. What's up, 11 o'clock? This is Haas. Niesman, did you hear? Rucker is um, doing a Queen and Country manga. I don't know if you heard that. But, um, yeah, it's going to be Queen and Country manga. Um, read it. It's going to be good. All right. Wait, 11 o'clock. Haas. So there we go. I am so sorry for interrupting things, but let let us get back on track. And Chris, I think you have something to talk about. You're all jazzed up, huh? Well, okay. I want to get to that later. Jason? Oh, there's not going to be too much later. I was going to say. <laughs> okay. Well, Jason, are you ready yes. to talk Let's about this? Okay. Yeah. Now, now, now before we do 25, right? You know, actually, that was my favorite comic of the week, and you're stepping nice. on it. see the man. Because, okay. because I was, okay, let's talk about that. And then we'll talk about that <laughs> stuff later. Um, yeah, absolutely. Okay, may, maybe my favorite comic of the week. I had two that were absolutely awesome, and yes, believe it or not, 11 o'clock listeners, they were both Marvel books. But um, uh, Cable Deadpool uh, number 25 just had me busting a fucking gut, like every page. Was, it was fucking Awesome! It's it it's everything that Deadpool should be. It was yeah, perfect in a cable good. book. That's awesome. Yeah, well, that's you know, a, you're I, right. I, I give okay. I, I I've given you guys, I've given you guys shit before about too much Deadpool, too many Deadpool comics. <laughs> blah blah. <laughs> blah. It, it gets it gets to an oversaturation point sometimes. I really enjoy a good Deadpool comic because uh, I love the breaking of the fourth wall and being irreverent. And when Deadpool is written. Right, it is laugh out loud fun mm. because it makes so much fun of us as comic book fans and the comic book industry and just every, it's it's so so funny if, for you know if you know if you know comics and the comics industry and he's just he can be a really hilarious character and uh, Dwayne Swarzynski who is a fantastic writer um, just nails that character. And uh, I wish he nailed Cable the past uh, twenty issues, but whatever. Well, yes. you know, hey, you know, some some characters are hard for some writers, but Swarzynski, I, I loved his Iron Fist stuff. He's yeah. a great novelist. I mean, uh, actually, read, yeah, read, the yeah, uh, expiration date. The Wheelman is awesome. Severance package is great with awesome uh, Tom Coker spot illustrations. The um, the no, I'm sorry, 
Coker did the cover. Uh, expiration date came out uh, last week, and that has uh, illustrations by Lawrence Campbell, who's done some Punisher work. As soon as I finish Michael Oliveri's Winter Pack, I'm going to start on expiration date. Wow, you have a plan. I do. Yeah, yeah. the guy, the guy, the guy, the guy is a writer. But to to write writing crime, I mean, there are so many good crime writers in comics. You'll, you know, Bendis, Brubaker, uh, uh, well, Rock, oh, you said crime, right? You know, Rucka. Yeah. yeah, I consider more of an espionage guy. Right. But there are so many, so many good comic book writers that that understand crime and and noir styled. Uh, writing that that there's there there's so much good in that writing good humor books is so hard. I mean Keith Giffen is is fucking awesome, um, but but you see you see these great funny comics from guys like Dan Way who I think writes a pretty good Deadpool, and yeah. you can agree or, or disagree with me, mm-hmm. you know, no, Jason. You, um, but uh, but to be I mean writing humor is hard. It, it, it takes a knack, and I was I was surprised by how funny this book was. Yeah, definitely. I uh, for those that don't know, because I think there is a little confusion. This I think some people think this is just well, this is just like the latest issue of the C- cable series that Swarzynski's been writing, but it's actually not. It's it's actually a prelude. It's really more of a um uh, of a, of an end cap to the cable Deadpool series, which abruptly ended in favor of this new cable series after Empire War. So it's actually an issue uh, that kind of fills in the gaps of Deadpool's role between when he and Cable were last together on the the cable ship, and then Hope comes along, and then Deadpool's role in in, in Cable heading off into the future to uh, mm-hmm. to spend the next two years doing nothing. Um, so uh, so that was the cool thing about it. I mean, it's really sort of it kind of uh, was a, was a prequel to the stuff that's been going on, and was just like you said, it yeah. was just so goddamn funny. Every page had a funny joke and a little inside joke, and you know. Again, this, this, Ala- this Alaskan cop is telling me to freeze for reals. Yeah, exactly for reals. <laughs> Hilarious shit for reals. It's great. I actually was reading it. and I was thinking to myself because I, for- I as I was reading it, I wasn't. I, I was really surprised to, to, to that it was Swarzynski because in reading it, I, for some reason, I thought it was um, Joe Casey that had r- written it. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading. It, I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is Casey. This is I could see this, you know. But uh, but then I then I realized it was Swarzynski. I was like, man, good for him. I this is a whole yeah. side of. Of Dwayne that I didn't, you know, I didn't know he had in him, and I've not read his um, any of his novels, so I don't know if he has humor in his novels. Casey or, or, not, but... or Kelly has has Casey written Deadpool? No, no, that's what I'm saying. But I thought oh, this was Casey writing it. I thought he was like just given oh. for some reason took. The... So yeah. that was the that was the point. Is I was like, oh, this is pretty good. But uh, but Casey's you know can be funny certainly. He's yes. funny, you know. So I, sure. I thought it wasn't a stretch for me. But but Dwayne, I hadn't really <laughs> seen the funny from Dwayne before. So um, yeah. he should do more of it. Frankly, he, he's yeah. not. Well, yeah, there's not a lot of funny in. In the comics, I mean, there may have been right. a few moments in Iron Fist, but not definitely not in Cable. But no. his uh, his novels are they, they oh are they are great moments in that. I, I got to read them because that's the Wheelman, then the Blonde, then Severance Package. Read those mm-hmm. three in that order. Okay. Uh, and um, uh, not to deviate too bad here, but speaking of Joe Casey, he and uh, um, my buddy uh, Chris Burnham are hooking back up for a book. I don't know if you guys saw it solicited. Hell yeah! Yeah, it's a uh, uh, Officer Down. It looks awesome. Oh, it's in the previews? Uh, uh, no. Um, no. I was going to say no, but, 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 but has been has been announced. Oh, so, cool. Okay. Uh, so, so look for look for Officer Down. Can yeah. I get a little stuffy for a second? No. Just just a little. I'm gonna because go ahead. You know, it's it's awesome that they paired Cable and Deadpool again, and yeah, the characters have history, and it's oh, it's just so much fun. As a 25th issue, no. 
It doesn't work. Uh, Why not? Because because it this is number one. It's cable series, okay? Called cable, not called cable and Deadpool. And we just went through twenty four issues of stuff, and and then uh, pretty much yeah, towards the end yeah, pretty much hell. But then they tack this issue on the end, and it's everything the series before it wasn't, and it's a dollar more. So it's double sized. Yeah, but what's the purpose? Why couldn't this be a one shot? Let it cable. Was, well, it could have been. It, a, it, it could have been a one shot. I mean, I looked at it as a one shot. Yeah, it is a one shot. It's a done in one, but it's cable number twenty five. No, well, okay. However, it's numbered. That's fine. But it was a one shot. I picked it. I haven't read one issue of Cable. I I got this because Jason was like this exactly is so good, and it, I enjoyed it. So who cares what number it is? Yeah, I don't. I'm surprised. Well, if you're, if you. I mean, it, it I, doesn't bother me. But if if you're, why are see what what this says to me is that Marvel does not have enough faith in Cable that they have to throw Deadpool in the last issue just to eke out a couple more well, sales out of a book that's dead. So, well, they probably uh, I agree. That, but even you admit that the Cable series has been... Poop. Yeah, yeah, it was poop. Yeah. And, and it's sad, and it's very uh, disheartening because I love Cable. He's my boy. And if if Cable can't succeed in his own book... That that's just a crime because well, the character the character writes on. itself. Uh, I mean, they, most they, of the they, time, they, they, Cable has has survived for a really long time and has had a, a plenty plenty of plenty of issues uh, of Cable have been out with him yeah. as as a lead character. Cable's so good. I, 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 I don't don't cry for me, Argentina. I used that before. You're stealing my bits. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, well, I just, anyway, I, I yeah, I just I I'm not trying to I, shit on it. But you're wrong on the on the numbering because because I mean I, I it is silly to me that they did that, but for what it is, which is one issue, and it is you didn't have to have read, you certainly didn't have to. Have it read was good. Before issues, it really it all takes place before that, and um, and it definitely if you if I would say you need to be familiar with Messiah, have some passing interest in the Messiah complex and the mutant or some, otherwise nah, you know, I don't know. You know, I, I had no? forgotten like I said, all about. You're a good litmus no, test for that. No, yeah. I, I had forgotten all. I, I'd actually read Messiah complex, mm-hmm. but I my retention is is terrible. I'm such a an old man at this point. Um, it, I didn't need any working knowledge of any of that to get the inside jokes on it. Okay. It was that's cool. It was it was just a funny fun comic it was cool. yeah i thoroughly enjoyed it and as much shit as i give uh you especially about deadpool mm-hmm. it when that character is written right incredibly entertaining so For fun sure. so fun cool yeah so is cable <laughs> agree <Can't be. laughs> cable too. you know that you know i'm your boy you know i love cable too fucking cable has gotten the, the his nuts kicked for what three years now yeah. Let's get let's get a top notch. You think he's the one that died? Well, uh, he better not be. <laughs> I, I really hope not. No. <laughs> well, somebody dies. It's. I mean. Well, it's don't make it be Cable. Jeez. <laughs> guy can't catch a break. Got a metal eye. <laughs> Whatever. Got a metal arm. <laughs> Whatever. So, so let's talk about uh, another book that came out today. Unless Chris wants to segue no, into no, what, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do your thing. I, I know you were excited about it. And so were the other guys. Uh, Shield number one. Yep. Oh my god. Yes. Yep. Pretty awesome. Yes. It, you know, and it's, I don't want to steal something from Jason, but like he said in his PM, it's almost too good. Well, it's it's not a Marvel book. I mean, that's what I that's what I figured out. I, yes, I, it is. No. Well, okay. It's, okay. Now, now I, I talked to I talked to Jonathan um, 
<laughs> last week for for iFanboy don't miss. Yeah, don't, don't, good. Don't, I listened to it today. Come on, no, I love. Man, don't, I, don't I'm just saying. I, I love you. Marvel puts story. out some one of the best books in, in like a long time. Well, that's not now, a typical now, Marvel now, book. Now hold on. Let me <laughs> let me make my point. All right, I talked to it. Jonathan about it for the iFanboy don't miss. So go go listen to that if you would. Yeah, and good. I I did not have the advantage of reading the issue before I talked to him. About it. Oh, okay. I was, yeah, I was wondering that. Yeah, yeah it, it, it would have been a completely different interview um, if I had if I had read the the issue first, but I didn't have a chance to. Um, that book reads so much like one of his image books. Yeah, you're right. It, if you it, okay, if you take out um, the Brood and Galactus and the Celestial. And replace them with just other crazy cosmic entities or or different alien races. It reads exactly the same. It, it, There's a lot of Pax Romana in it. You don't definitely have, yeah. You yeah. Don't have to have the nods to the Marvel universe for that story to work as it's being set up. But if you are a longtime Marvel fan, then those are those are awesome kind of geek out moments. But yeah. it reads. So much more like his creator-owned stuff than than a Marvel mainline comic. I, I was shocked. I mean, literally shocked. After I put it down, it's like that did not feel like a Marvel book at all. That felt that felt like a creator-owned image book. Am I am I wrong? Um. I, well, no, you're not wrong because that's the way you felt. So you know we can't well, tell yeah, you. Yeah, but but, but, right. did, I, I but, did, but did you feel that as well? No, I thought it was a very good uh, Marvel book because it does have the f- the feel of his image stuff. You're you're completely correct there. Yeah, what, what, but what he other still... what, what other Marvel book does that does that feel like at all? Well, he's only written two others. I mean, I I know what no, you're no, saying. No, I mean, I'm not, I'm no he needs. Just, but what no, what I, other I what other Marvel book does that does that mirror? It felt a little like bullet points to me in some sections. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I but mean, I the, you know, out with the last couple pages. Yeah, uh, the thing I like best about it is we're so conditioned to these uh, multi generational conspiracies of evil and the, these people that that are are born like and raised, or yeah, Illuminati, to do to do sure. to do harm. These, this this book is chronicling a conspiracy of light. This is yeah. great. Yes. These, these yeah. guys that that take uh, a nod from uh, Imhotep. And and yeah. try and do and try and do right yeah. by by people. That that is awesome. That's just. I mean, you can look up to these guys already. You don't even have to know anything about them. Plus, the cast has a built-in history. We know Leonardo da Vinci. Well, right. we we know of Leonardo right. da Vinci yeah. and Galileo and 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 all these um, and M- Imhotep. We know these people and their legends have been chronicled. So a lot of the work has already been done for them. It's like League of Extraordinary Marvel Gentlemen. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. You know. And, and what I said about it not feeling like a Marvel book—that's not a slight on Marvel. It just, no, it just, I knew that. it didn't, it doesn't feel like one of their mainline books, and that's right. that's okay. I mean, this didn't feel like an Avengers book or an X Men right. book or or whatever. It, it it was like, okay, this is a bigger story. And and you know, when I asked, I asked Jonathan, it's like, okay, what what is this book about? And he's, you know, whenever he says stuff, it's like it's about man's journey. 
Okay, yeah. well that's that's not that's not the ground that Marvel usually treads on, or DC, or any right. other. Yeah, you even, you even made a joke about how uh, sounds like like you you know you made a joke about how he has a what you yeah. love most about him is how he does the the, the ground level, street level, you know, yeah. personal yeah. stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it keeps it keep, you know keeps it keeps it on the street. You know, no no yeah. big concepts because he's such a big concept guy. Um, and, and I think he's been dying to tell the story. It was originally um, pitched as a sword story. Yeah, yes. that's cool. Yeah. See, what I what what I'm what I think I'm going to enjoy about this series is that we're well, at least I'm so used to seeing the Marvel history play out going back to Fantastic Four number one. So everything that I know about the Marvel universe, I've only seen. In print has happened on the pages going back from the 60s. Right, right. Now the Illuminati kind of played around with things in between mm-hmm. panels, in between issues, and 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 Bendis and and Reed expanded on some things, but it's still just what you've seen on the pages is what we have. Now you have a series that's going way beyond that, way into the past, and it's going to play with a whole bunch of things. It's just it's opening up a whole new world, and that is something I'm I'm excited to be on the ground floor for. 2620 yeah. BC. That's yeah, that's exactly. a long time ago. That's no. <laughs> I mean, you, know, you you see some white, you know, Earth's first confrontation with the Brood. Like, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, shit. yeah. How fucking awesome is that? Emotive. I know. Take your business. Is it kicking ass a bunch of Egyptians kicking the crap out of the Brood? I don't know. For yeah. me, for my money, th- that's hard to top. But he, he managed to by showing Galileo. Head to head with the surfer in Galactus. I mean, yeah, yow. But yeah. Um, the thing that really tipped the scales for me, I mean, he won me over by the third page, uh, was the panorama in the uh, Immortal City, what uh, Urbis Immortalis, what they had the council all around, and they're, they're counseling young Leonid and... The one character says, the greater science. Yeah, says, yeah, yeah. The, the, the quiet math, the right. silent truth, the hidden arts. And then it, then it get the kicker, the secret alchemy. I was like, ah, this is my book. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd love that. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, and uh, so we have this, this boy, young Leonid, who we were introduced to in, what was it, uh, 1953? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he's told he has a greater purpose. And these people bring him to this immortal underground city, Urbis Immortalis, and they're counseling him. And one thing leads to another, and we're shown that Leonid's father, someone called the Night Machine, gives him a key. Mm-hmm. And it unlocks a a forbidden door, door that's been closed for centuries, and leads to something else. And I'm not going to spoil it, but uh, you get to see Leonardo da Vinci in a in a, a makeshift spacesuit, flying awesome. into in, flying it's into like space. Icarus, like Icarus, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Uh, the the uh, Imhotep. Well, we, the, the spear we, and the shield are very important. Exactly, the shield yeah. of Imhotep, which we see, is basically the same. Homage shield. to the eagle and the shield yeah. that we get when in the, the shield mm-hmm. that we know in the Marvel. And, and was, the, the, when, we, when we're taken to 1114 AD, uh, the palace of Zhang Heng, the, the eastern people have the spear and the western people have the shield. So they've right. separated these artifacts to maximize their effect. That's cool. Oh, that is so cool. I and mean, how does everybody know? The, the outcome of this or, or, or why nobody... Yes, was, you know, I'm glad feared. you brought that up. Yep. 
there's there's a bunch of uh, for those who haven't read it there's a bunch of very calamitous instances world threatening extinction level ex- uh, this is events not how it ends yes and and you'll have a character who is in with the, the uh, conspiracy shield. of light uh, shield and and, the, and they'll always say this is not how the world ends so they know the time and place and date of the world's demise and because of that they can act accordingly knowing that Right. They they can give it their best shot and probably succeed because this is not the way the world ends. They they have this knowledge. That's what this is, is so neat about this book. Hickman is not talking down to the reader. It, it's no. not spoon fed. You have to work a little bit to, yeah. to get into this. It, it's like, yeah. It's not a it's not a one time read. You, you no, you no. go back to it and pour over it some more. And, and he, he assumes that you know who these characters are, which is awesome. Get some I people knew, right? into a freaking library. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, we won't. That, yeah. That's a. That's awesome. a spoiler. No, that's, 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 no, that's cool. And you know, yeah. spoil, really spoil. I, th- I think I think that's that's awesome. And that's one of the. Uh, once again, you can take you can take all those references out, and it works as the story. But if you're a Marvel fan, then, or just, you know, long time Marvel fan, it's like, it's like that's 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 effing cool. That yeah. that that Tony Stark and Reed Richards' dads were were agents for Shield. Right. That's right. fucking cool. And and the, the neat thing was the weapons that they were using assembled themselves into their hands. Yeah. I'm assuming they were they were standing there without weapons and all of a sudden whatever they did with a mental trigger or something here comes the weapon and now they're they're they're, they're ready to go. That was very mm-hmm. cool. And they were upside yeah. friggin' down. They were upside down. <laughs> yeah, with yeah, the that, was a, that was great. Yeah, was, You're not supposed to be in here. Oops. <laughs> yeah, you want to try it again? You know what happened last time? The uh, as as I'm going through the pages and I'm and I'm I'm looking at, at Dustin Weaver's art and Beautifully colored. Wow, so Strange. nice. So There's nice. a lot of Windsor Smith in that art. Before, see, all right. I, before we all get into how great the art was, two two artists that I kind of saw a mishmash of, especially especially when we got to um, when, when we were looking at Leonardo's pages. But uh, later on, I, I see, and it's probably just me. I see, I see some John Byrne, and I see some John Severn. Ooh, David. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I don't know about the burn, but I see a little Severn in there. You're right. The, the shading, very linear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very nice. Oh, it's so sweet. And again, it's a cut above. It's your, there's a European feel to it too, to the art. Mm-hmm. I, yes, I yeah. thought, yeah. I, I you know, was with the design uh, of the pages. You know, I really felt some um, uh, Dave Stevens, um, uh, maybe even some uh, some J H Williams, just in the amount of design that was put into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Yep. Yep. I'm waiting. I, I'm buying the singles, but I'm going to pitch them as soon as it's over, and I'm going to get a hardcover. Yeah. This yeah. is Same definitely here. a hardcover material. In, in all seriousness, for people that uh, that haven't listened yet, you should listen to the interview, Chris, because it's only like 15, 16 minutes, so it's, it's an easy, digestible thing. But um, I actually listened to it on the way home from work today after having read the comic and um it's some fascinating stuff like it's a little bit like uh inside baseball where he kind of takes you behind the scenes i mean he's been working on this book almost since he got his first job at marvel two and, and a half years yeah, yeah. and and uh, i mean he was real candid with you i mean he said that basically it was going to be a sword book and then marvel west was interested in developing it so they had to take it away Took from them. the mutant yeah. Yeah, they had to take it away from yeah. Mutant Universe because if they tried to develop a mutant world, they'd have to. Fox would have claim on the rights, so mm-hmm. they had wow. to make it. 
different characters, and then you know he it, it's 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 Shield implying like Shield from from our world, but he didn't even want it to be named Shield S eight yeah. uh, with with periods. He wanted with it to the be periods. Yeah, w- without periods, but he said legal made him put the periods in and connect it to the existing yeah. organization. So it's pretty fascinating and candid that you know it's he seems really proud of it and he seems like he's on track for what it now is. But it's clear that it's much different than sort of the original <laughs> thing that he in- envisioned, and that's yeah. that's probably the case for a lot of the work that we read, but we maybe don't realize it or, right. or, or ever yeah, be to it. So um, but, yeah. Yeah. well, art well, sometimes well, transforms for the better. Well, mm-hmm. you know, you know well, one yeah. of the things that that I loved about that my talk with him and 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 what he was kind of trying to explain is so much in comics today it's about building on existing ideas you know how many new ideas do we see in mainstream comics uh you know very few it, you you're taking existing icons and you're telling the next great Batman story or the next great Spider-Man story, but the idea is is pretty much the foundation is, is there. And, he, and he's like, um, he said, it, you know, I, I know it feels like I've been doing nothing, but but working on Jack um, Jack Kirby and Stan Lee um, characters since I got to Marvel. And I was like, you know what? It, it's almost impossible to to work at Marvel and not and not work on right, on, right. on Lee and Kirby stuff. And and what he said about um, being inspired to be like Jack Kirby instead of working on top of the ideas that that Kirby came up with, and I, I really respect that. To say, you know what, I'm going to take take that that energy and excitement to create like Kirby did, and and do that because Shield is not it. It doesn't feel like anything else that is at Marvel right now. And I think that, that Hickman is trying to be like Jack Kirby and, and create spirit, new ideas there. The spirit, the spirit of Kirby, which, yeah. which means that you have to be willing to fall on your face. Mm-hmm. You have to be well, fearless. You have to throw those concept out, concepts out there without any regard to the way they're going to be accepted. Because th- if you if you take the audience's reaction into account, then it's not it's not a true. It's like our I'm, show. I, well, yeah, hey, exactly. No, really, I'm telling. No, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it a step further. And in this era of creator-owned comics, why would you give? Marvel or DC, your best ideas. Well, um, it's, it's funny you no, say that because I was thinking of that when when Hickman said that to you, which is to say he said, you know, like he said something like, "Well, I'd I'd much rather be, you know, I'd much rather be like Kirby and Lily and create things than to play in their own." Sand-. And and I was thinking the first thing I thought of is, well, I wonder then if how long you're going to you know ultimately be at Marvel. I mean, he seems like he's committed for a couple of years at least. But I, yeah, you know, if he really yeah. wants to sort of make his own way, it's very hard, if not impossible, to have that kind of completely unique creative experience now working for one of the big two. I mean, I guess it's not sure. entirely impossible, but it's it's hard. I mean, you know, because they own the characters and they they want those yeah. characters to be used and reused and reused again. So um, it's well, a maybe, noble goal, and you know, yeah. maybe he has a work ethics a work ethic where he gives. Hundred percent, regardless mm-hmm. of the employer. Well, I'll that, tell you that, what—that's pretty he, admirable. 
he comes across uh, serious as a heart attack. I mean, in the oh, sense yeah. that, that he comes off like like this is his like his job, and he takes it seriously. Like he said, he's got scripts, and he knows. I mean, Secret Wars, he knows is uh, is, is ending what in eighteen months. He's got it all finished. It's it's done. You know, plotted. It's it's finite series, and he you know he made a, a reference to. I, I, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but I had to snicker when he said to you that he believes that endings are good. And he yeah, said that uh, if you're telling a three a three act story, you know, it's nice to actually have an ending to it. And I was like, mm-hmm. "That's kind of hey, funny, all things considered." <laughs> but, he, he he pretty much told me he's wrapping up his run on Fantastic Four at, at uh, six hundred, right, and he's right. and he's he's got it plotted out. He, they know they he knows what he's doing, and he's written basically a a, a three act story, I guess, for that. And um, but he's been very intentional in not writing that in five and six issue arcs. It's and if you've been reading Fantastic Four, and it's had its its ups and downs in the first what six seven issues that he's done, but he's he said he's been very you know it, it's been very intentional that. They're not writing that in, you know, what is now the the common the common arc pattern. You know, he's writing it much more like like early FF issues. You know, it's, it's a good thing. Yeah, you know, two issues here, an issue there. You know, three you know, issues here. Yeah. Hickman could very well grow into the Jeff Johns of the Marvel Universe. He won't. If if well, well he he could because he's got the smarts, he's got the skill, and he's got the vision. I'll throw he, something at you though, and, and I'll tell you, I I. I would love to see that because, you know, I'm a huge Hickman fan, but I will tell you why I don't see it happening or I think it's going to be a challenge. And, I see he's too um, smart. Yeah. Y- y- yes. <laughs> and again, let me let me count that because I, I don't want to say it that way because I'm, I am I don't know Jeff Johns, but I'm going to presume he's a pretty smart guy. He's been very successful at his chosen career and clearly of has course. A, So I'm not going to – but he writes to – to like you said, he he is not he's challenging readers. He's he's not he's not worried about oh the average person that's going to read this doesn't know who or care who Imhotep is or care about the great philosophers, right? He he assumes I care about it. It's a story I want to tell. There's an audience for it, right? Which right. is great. But John's is best, uh, frankly, his what makes him the star that he is today and why he's the chief creative officer is because he writes reasonably intelligent stories but he writes them at the you know he's they say great novels you know great great novels that are on the bestseller list are written to a fifth grade reading level intentionally or not because that's appeals to the average reader mm-hmm. uh, john's writes to the average comic book reader he he well, he tells it, stories John's, to the average john's right yeah. john's writes to the long time dc comics fan correct but that's what i mean like but the average guy he's not really yeah. he he tells interesting stories and he and he brings little wrinkles in it to to modernize it but he's telling stories that he knows inherently are going to appeal to the people that oh, buy the book right i mean he, i agree he gets, but i don't, don't know that Hickman does that or in, cares to do that but isn't that in a way pandering to your readers I don't. Wouldn't know, you rather? Why he's the chief creative officer? I, right, but wouldn't you rather read something to a guy who writes is writing a story for himself and just happens to be elevating the art form in the process? But, but, well, but, yes, but, but you this, said this, you think he could grow into the Jeff Johns of Marvel. I don't think that. Right, no, I, I don't mean. I'm not using cookie cutter. Like he won't be exactly like Jeff Johns, but I'm saying he could be as influential in the Marvel universe as Jeff Johns is in the DC universe. That's what I should have said. But and that's the only example I have is Jeff Johns. Could be an influential, but but here's the here's a major difference between Johns and Hickman. Johns is amazing at taking pre-existing ideas that have been hinted at in the in the DCU, um, small you know small st- snippets from. Um, like Black Snight, which was yeah, like Black Snight, you know, more, yeah. 
stories that are 20 years old and expounding on them. And so there's all these great nuggets for longtime DC fans. I think Hickman wants to go in completely uncharted territory. He wants to come up with new ideas that aren't based on any sort of foundation work and do his own stuff. And for that reason, I don't think that will translate to to either DC or Marvel because he's going to do his creator own stuff. And I think that Marvel's very lucky to have him bringing big ideas to a book like Fantastic Four, which needs big ideas. But I don't think that, that Hickman is going to be, he's not going to be a lifer at Marvel. He's going to do his own stuff. But well, I, I, th- I take I, the I th- new ideas mm-hmm. over the homages any day. Well, you don't, oh, but you don't, but you don't see I, that much in mainstream comics. Yeah, I mean, that's like, and so I know that David uh, on Marvel Noise, he talked a bit about your decision to kind of give Fantastic Four a rest. And I respected what you said in the sense of this. You know, I'm a, big, I'm a big, I'm a big Hickman fan, but but I, I, I do, I do agree with you that there is a difference between putting a lot of really high concepts and beautiful. Um, uh, graphics uh, at the end of your own books where you can sort of leave hanging chads and that you never have to go back and revisit and it just sort of expands the universe that you're kind of giving us a little peer into. It's a lot different when you're telling when you're telling a story in a flagship book like Fantastic Four and you throw in pages where you're basically, you know, telling what should be issues where it all wraps up. Wrap yeah. up. Yeah. So I do agree with you. And, and again, I, 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 I'm okay with that. Uh, certainly something about the way Hickman tells his stories and uses that resonates with me. I mean, I've been very complimentary of almost all of his work, except for maybe Transhuman, which I thought was just a little, little too dry even for someone who's in that line mm-hmm. of business. But, um, but I, I definitely, that's why I say I think it will be fascinating and a real challenge for Hickman, assuming he's committed to continuing this line of story, uh, storytelling to really achieve massive mainstream, you know, Bendis Johns level success, even fraction level. Because again, as I read Shield and I adored it and I tweeted about it and I thought it was just fantastic and I look forward to it, uh, you know, hopefully a nice long run. I have to tell you, when I finished the book, I thought, especially with what we've been seeing lately with Marvel, I said, boy, I don't know how long this book's going to last. Because I, I think sad. It, I, it is. And I hope it's I'm true. totally it's, wrong. Yeah, it's it's deser- smart. It deserves it's to last book. for years. But, I, but I, I will be curious to see if it finds a large enough audience to sustain it through the clearly multi-year ideas he has set in motion. Yeah, um, and, yeah. and I hope he does. So. Yeah, I mean, are, are there still those, those, uh, those hardcore Marvel zombies in quotes that are just going to you know basically say well stan and jack didn't create this can't exist this isn't real this isn't this isn't my marvel universe it's going like no it won't be that it, it'll be um th- th- who who is the recognizable marvel icon in shield Fury, Nick, Nick Fury. Where, where is he? he? He's not in that book. Secret Warriors, right? right yeah, he's in I Secret get. Warriors. There is, there is no. No, he's not going to be. Vince. There's he's no. Said. Oh, okay. I, yeah, it's well. It was never meant to be a Shield book. Right. It was Shield, which was something else than Shield. Uh, and remember, originally it was a it was pitched as a sword idea. It had nothing to do with Shield. Um, there, there's there's no Spider Man. There's no Wolverine. There's no Captain America. This is not a Marvel book per se. I mean, it's stuff that happens 
behind the scenes of all of the iconic characters so there's no there's no deadpool in this book to draw in people so yeah it's going to be a, it's going to be a hard sell for people i think it's going to be an absolutely fantastic book and i hope it gets you know to 50 or 60 issues but yeah it's going to be a hard sell for people and mostly and i felt this with checkmate over at dc it's a smart book and people don't like to be challenged. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah you're right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're fucked up. You're fucked up. Damn it, damn it. This, this, this would have, <laughs> um, I mean, to keep it under the, the keep it in the Marvel house, mm-hmm. parts of this makes me feel, this would have been wonderful as as a book in the epic line. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are just things in it that. that are just like, it's, I mean, maybe not heavy hitter, maybe some earlier epic stuff, but it's just, it's, you're 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 right, Chris. I mean, people don't like. I mean, it, people don't like could, to be challenged, and, and that could be why maybe some yeah. people aren't thrilled with Final Crisis. It's like just, I mean, that it, it's just it was a little out there, and it was just, and and you gotta, or even you know, Seven Soldiers. I mean, most things that maybe Morrison writes, people are just like, really. I mean, they're left scratching their head, and it's just like, well, I, so they'll shrug their shoulders. I don't get it, and mm-hmm. you know, it's stupid, and and they'll put it down, and and they'll tell everybody, no, don't read it, don't bother with it, you're not gonna like it, and it's like, well. Is it because you just you had to think a little bit? You just you, yeah. you it wasn't written. It, it's it's not it's it's not a GI Joe comic. It's not a Spider Man comic. It's not incredible. It, it's not Loeb's Hulk. There is you know you actually have to do a little work if you want to read the Shield and and to and to a degree yeah. Fantastic Four. Just about anything Hickman's writing, but you you have to. It's time to put on your big boy pants and just you know in, in, <laughs> enjoy the work. And, and hey, man, it, we we see it in TV. You know, Deadwood gets canceled after three seasons. Yeah, yeah. you know, and Dancing with the Stars will Good. run for twenty fucking years. Yeah. Okay, people people don't want to have to think with their entertainment. And you know what? Sometimes I like to unplug and have stupid entertainment as well. I. I just told you how much I loved Cable 25 because right. it was just good, stupid fun. But it was clever. It was well-written comedy, um, which is different. But, yes, in entertainment, a lot of people just don't want to be challenged whenever they're talking about entertainment. They they want to watch Two and a Half Men, and that's, <laughs> that, that, that's okay, I guess, but... Um, I like big ideas. I loved Babylon Five as as a TV show. You know that that five year epic, and that's what I want in a book like Shield is for him to be given a chance to tell a five year epic that people look back on. You know, ten, fifteen, twenty years from now, and say, "Wow, that was that was special." Yeah. Well, and you know, oh no, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, he's he's not giving the people what they want. He's giving the universe what he feels it needs. Which yeah. is fantastic. That's and awesome. Ultimately, yeah, big respect for I think that. People and and this is a getting all little uh, little. Uh, this is I think people that live their lives that way, no matter what path you know. I think ultimately are the most successful. So um, I I hope I hope that's probably one of the reasons I'm I'm such a big fan of his. I, I again I don't know if ultimately his most success will come at Marvel or DC or or maybe it will, but I think that he'll be really successful if he's committed to comics because uh, of that reason. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's 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 a good idea guy. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. All right. Well, Jason, are you ready? Well, do we have do we have time? We have. Yeah, yeah, we have another half hour. I was just All thinking, right. it, just just to go tie into what you were saying about people being lazy with entertainment. Uh-huh. I'm not going to be able to get to it this week. Okay. But uh, this weekend, I read Gravity's Rainbow. One one of the most challenging, demanding, dense, complex digressive novels on the planet because my buddy oh, yeah. 
my buddy Dave, David Faust over in in Seoul sent me a book, and I'll get into it next week. But how do how how do books like Gravity's Rainbow exist if people are 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 too lazy to read them? I mean, right. have you have you guys ever tried that book? No, I no, it's no. A, I mean, I you it's mentioned a, it's it a tough to nut to crack, mm-hmm. but is that? Mm. Um, yeah, he comes back a, yeah. hmm, like he was there the whole time. Hmm. I had to get a beer. Oh no, yeah, not a beer. I don't have a mute. But I don't. <laughs> to, to me, encountering a work like Shield or Gravity's Rainbow is like someone giving me a Rubik's cube. I love the challenge of of finding this thing out and and trying and yeah. trying to crack the nut. Why is there not more of that? I'm just talking. I'm just. It's it's a it's a rhetorical question. There's no answer to it. I mean, possible. I don't understand why someone can't rise to the challenge. You're getting. It's almost like you're getting more for your dollar. If if you get a little romp that takes you ten minutes to read, that's great, and and you can enjoy it and for what it is, and it's fun. But how about something with a little meat on it for the same price? Mm-hmm. Why would you not gravitate towards that? I I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, hey, I like uh, you know I like popcorn. Y- yeah, I, 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 I mean, sure, but popcorn. if that's all you ate, you'd be you'd be bound yeah, up yeah. like a friggin' cement mixer. Yeah, I mean, I, I, well, I think one of the reasons we all get along and and I, the show's had some modicum of success is that I think we're all willing to sort of we like a lot of different things, right? I mean, you may gush about the silliest, you know, yeah. you may, so this little, you know, we may laugh about, you know, triple X zombies, right? And, and be giddy over jokes about, awesome. you know, n- none, none suck. And then, you know, and, and then we're talking <laughs> about, you know, high concepts and how, you know, the average readers. Right. So, so I mean, again, I, I, and I think part of that, the thing that perplexes me most about this, this, this crazy wacky comics niche industry that we all like to, to, to play around in is, it, it, what fascinates me is that, you know, a lot of the stuff that that we reference, I think, comes with age. You know, there 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 really is some truth to the idea that as you get older, you do get wiser, right? I mean, you just you know you don't overreact to things as much. You've seen a lot of things before. True. You can process them. You just that's just life. You know, that's just. And I'm sure as no matter, no matter what age we are, we'll look back at ten years before and think, "Wow, I was pretty much an idiot." You know, I know so much more now. Um, and, and so, yet our industry, we always lament, is just getting older, right? I mean, our the core direct market is just guys our age in their thirties and forties for the most part reading stuff so what i don't get is you would think as we all age our our aesthetics and tastes and willingness to try new things and actually want new and different things would only grow and yet oh no no and no. yet for a lot of us the, we just keep wanting to go back to the well and and again i don't want to this come off as i don't want to come off as like oh because obviously i think it's clear if people listen to our show we all love and cherish a lot of the things that we've been reading for 30 years, right? I mean, Christ, yeah. I, you know, I, I read every Deadpool book that comes out. I read every event, you know, so I'm not saying, mm-hmm. again, you could still appreciate those things, but those things, I think I appreciate them now more because I experience them in the context of a lot of other things in the medium, right? It, it, it comes, it comes to a core and this, this continues to surprise me is that as, as I grew up and was a comic book fan and a science fiction fan, um, and my friends that, that liked the same things that were sci-fi fans and read comics and played role playing games, um, I always viewed us as the, the really, um, you know, experimental crowd, the ones that were open to new ideas. And, you know, if you're a sci-fi fan, you, you, you you automatically think about what can be, what is possible, and and you kind of look to the stars, and you you kind of embrace the unknown and everything that is amazing about the world around us. And I think that is something that 
um, I always thought was inherent about the people that were interested in the same things that I was growing up. And it, it amazes me as I've gotten older and I'm now in my mid thirties and look around at the other, the other fans of the same, um, stuff that, that I'm a fan of and how fucking afraid they are of, mm-hmm. of what they, of what they don't think of as, as comfortable. And it, it seems so counter to, to what originally attracted me and, and the, the friends that I grew up with to, to reading stuff like Mage and Turtles and, you know, just you know, all the uh, Doctor Who and all the, the ridiculously crazy out there concept stuff that was this, uh, amazing feeling of, of exploration and, and the unknown. And as comic book fans to be, um, whiny little bitches about change and what is different it's you know grow the fuck up oh no <laughs> oh, oh that's crazy you're no, right but, no, in but, a way but, you're right but, but, but do, you, do you see but, what i'm but saying it's, it's that, not you know, just I, comic I, I, I fans think that though. sci-fi fans always talk about you know how open-minded they are and how much they they love new ideas and and stuff that hasn't been explored or talked about before and but there seems to be this this knee-jerk reaction to to change on established ideas and just it seems very counter to what um what attracted us to to comics Mm-hmm. But it just makes you wonder, uh, and, and it's something that, that pervades all levels of society. How do artistic works like, uh, say, Asimov's Foundation Trilogy or, or Dune, how do those things find an audience? When, or, or, and, and this right, is one right. thing that I've never been able to understand. I don't think I ever will. How did Dark Side of the Moon become the mega seller that it was? Because yeah, you're th- right. pretty much that's an inaccessible work for the 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 average radio listener i mean totally out of the blue challenging thing how how do comics like steve gerber's howard the duck find an audience Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when everyone just wants something not everyone but the majority of people want that easy meal they they don't want to work at it and and there it is but i i think i think you're talking about an era of creative explosion that people were hungry for stuff like that. I mean, a lot of that stuff happened at the same time. Well, why were um, they hungry? That's what I want to know. And and how I, do we get that back? I don't think we're ever going to get it back. I mean, culture and society were ripe. Obviously, there was a lot of uh, yeah. unrest and a lot of uh, challenging of authority and conceptual well, ideas. Right? I mean, well, there's a lot of that today, isn't there? No, I, well, I'm saying I, I was going to make that point. I think we're at a time now... Where again, I think you know it's hard for us to look insular to mediums like comics and think that we're seeing as much. But I do think you're, you're seeing, you're seeing that, and 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 some of it we're probably seeing and not even realizing it until we look back on it. But I mean, I, I do think we're actually, um, you know, I think the internet and 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 the explosion of, uh, you know, broadband access is going to really open up a, a new world to the way that we consume and create but, media. But, I mean, I do think that is happening, and 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 we probably I don't think we're peaked yet in terms of the greatest output from that. But I do think there will be some 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 great. Um, you know, conceptual things that that come to bear in the next few years that will be looked upon again as a very big creative renaissance. I, I am hopeful for that. Actually, I think. But, well, but, at the, so, but at the same time, this is the generation of the th- of the thirty second soundbite or the ESPN highlight. Yes, I mean, yeah. people, people you're want, right. People want, people want mm-hmm. their information and their entertainment in very short. 
um, burst. But and oh, sure. Well, that's but I'm not. Yeah. But yeah. right, I'm not. I'm not equating long form with with quality. I'm saying it will be different, and it may in fact be short bits of consumable. But it may be. Maybe someone's going to tell a story, or or some, uh, you know, or, or tell some, or put out some kind of art piece that's, you know, that is, you know, digestible in five second chunks. But just, you know, it's yeah. it's so groundbreaking. I mean, again, I don't but, know. Yeah, like I, purple I, haze. That's hard. Whenever you look at something like Shield, which I think that that Hickman has like a sixty issue story that he wants to tell, which is going to be kind of, you know, I would imagine kind of a slow burn to build up and build build layers to the story. It's hard to do that whenever the sales on a first issue are going to call for a cancellation issue five. Right. You know, it's, it's, yeah, well, that's, I, I, I mean, I and that'll that be up to him and Marvel to decide. Yeah. I mean, you know, clearly that's why I was alluding to. I hope, I hope we're, you know, I mean, if you listen to Remender talk about Dr. Voodoo, he was giddy. I mean, he did, he researched yeah. Loa's, was all set to tell a bunch of mystic stories that we hadn't seen before. And, but obviously, you know, the rug was pulled out from under him by issue two, so he had to wrap it up. I mean, that, so yeah. I, I, that's why I say I hope Hickman gets the chance. And that's why I find it, you know, interesting a guy like Fraction, you know, when you talk about some of these guys create their own works, uh, you know, look, I mean, Casanova, I know might not be everybody's cup of tea, and I, I love the hell out of it, but, um, but that is not, an accessible book for a lot of people. I mean, that that yeah. is definitely uh, conceptual and, and and out there, and it's a book. It challenges you. You need to reread it many times, I think, to get it all in. Um, and and yet, ironically, Fraction to me has had the most seamless transition to the mainstream of all the new Marvel guys. Right? Well, I mean, he, he he knew how to dumb himself down. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, but that's but I mean, but it, oh, in sense, you're right. Since he's 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 learned how to tell. Uh, you're right. No, I mean, I, I think you're right. I mean, I you know, I don't, uh, cho- choice of words aside, I think you're right in that he's no, again I, he's I, doing I, the job. Call it He knows the kind of stories that people want to read in serialized, familiar entertainment, and he's telling it. Like I think yeah. Invincible Iron Man's been terrific. Um, but yet it's it's he's not really breaking new ground there. He's just telling good modern Iron yeah, Man stories. Well told. You know? It's still it's it's fearlessness in the face of creation. It's it's artists who are bringing things to life to for no one but themselves, mm-hmm. a, a, and they have the balls to do it. Hey guys, this is Julian. Want to say a couple of things. First of all, I said it was good to see Vince. And Wood, CGS Super Show. We chilled out. Heavy. Got the ribs, you know what I'm saying? Eating like champs. You know, falling. It was good seeing Daryl. He was talking. Talking about them women. It was great. Almost killed Vince a couple times because he was laughing. Yeah, but I was thinking the other day. You know, Sinestro, he the white lantern and all. Looking all fresh and shiny, blinked out, shiny suit like Puffy back in 97. And I was thinking, wouldn't it be dope if they had a sequence like the end of House Party 2's dream sequence that said a kid in the little circle where everybody going, oh, 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 go, go. You had Sinestro like in the middle just breaking it down with the light, white lantern ring on the suit just, you know what I'm saying, it's easy rocking. Just, just chilling, like, go, 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 and you know, all of the other go, 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 Sinestro, go, Sinestro, go, go, and you know, you think Sinestro is thinking about it, I bet you he can break it down, you know what I'm saying, before he got all hard, you know, I'm sure he died and everything, you know, he lost his little, his girl or whatever, but back then, you know what I'm saying, he get a little bit, a little taste of the, the past back, he just groove it out, because he got the white lettering, Destiny, you know what I'm saying, 
that would be fresh. And then you could do it with each and every little land core. Like, you do, like, you know, to the Green Lands, they might need a Soul Train line, though. There's so many of them. And they just break it down, you know, down two. You know, I bet you how Jordan can step. You know, he might glide, you know, glide a little bit. You know, you know, John Soon get down. You know, Red Lanterns, you know, they kind of, they probably crump or like mosh pit or something, just like push off each other. You know, Orange, he's always solo. He might tap dance, so that'd be kind of dope. Yeah, you should do that dance sequence for East Lantern Core. Yeah. Yeah, you should have that. Yeah, I'm out. Peace. Jason, you said something a little while ago, not too long ago, about the uh, revolutionary ways of, of of experiencing these things may lead to more diverse, more challenging works. Uh, just this week, there was an event that I'm guessing put a pretty nice plunge in Terrence McKenna's uh, time wave uh, mm-hmm. graph, and that was the iPad. Talk, if you want to talk novelty, that thing is a quantum leap. I don't even think we know how 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 per, just. Uh, I know. That, well, I know. Yeah, that's where I'm going. I'm, I'm doing a segue here. Uh, I, I, I that the 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 uh, consequences and the benefits of that device have we've yet to comprehend how, how just how big this thing is yeah. going to be. And one of us here we go has one. One and that would be Chris. <laughs> It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's all you need to know. It is. It is awesome. Got one uh, Monday, and uh, Sal and I uh, got them at the same time. And okay, from a, from a comic book reader perspective, and I've I've tried to keep the hyperbole down on this a little bit because you know a lot of people are are saying this is going to you know revolutionize the comic book industry. It's going to change the way that we read comics, and you know it, it may it may be the harbinger of of what's to come. Um, but I think a much safer way to look at it is how it affects you. As a comic book reader, you know, look at the micro, not the macro, and say, how is this going to change me as a, as a comic book reader, as a comic book consumer? And I can tell you in the, the three days that I've had one, I pretty much don't ever want to buy a single issue paper comic book again. Yeah, I hear you. I'm, I'm completely content reading single issue comics on the iPad. But you are not a unique individual in terms of comic books. You got to look at trends. If this thing is affecting you this way, chances are really good that it's yeah. going to affect a lot of people, a lot of others in, in the same manner. So, yeah, you you're looking at it from the the individual, which is really yeah. the only way you can. But it's going to blossom. It's going to explode like a fever once you know. What, what, one of the thing, one of the things I noticed about it, and, and I'm a print guy. I mean, I'm an art director by trade. Yeah. I, my, my, my job is to put ink on paper. And so this is, I mean, this is, you know, kind of a, a fucking silver bullet to me. Um, and I, and I still love it. Um, one of the things about about reading monthly comics, and people say, "Oh, you're a print guy. You know, how can you say that? You know, you don't want to, you know, read ink on paper. The, the you know the tactile love of 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 the printed page." And um, after reading some, you know, I, I got some stuff from you know Iverse and the Marvel Store and IDW, and you know, I, I sampled a lot of these a lot of these these comic apps on the on the iPad. And and first of all. You, you become very, 
very aware pretty quickly that the the printing for most comics is terrible in the single issue format. Uh, I'm a paper snob, and the paper that most monthly comics are printed on is is fucking garbage. Um, that and the, and the actual printing on them it, it it muddies it up quite a bit. And looking at you know on this beautiful display these these pristine files that are basically converted for it, I think it's much closer to what the the artist intend than what we get on the printed page. So I think that you're mm. seeing something that's a little bit truer to the artistic vision of it. And then <clears throat> whenever you get in collected edition, and I'll continue to buy trades and hardcovers and absolutes and omnibus editions and all that, but that stuff is printed on better paper and better printing. So I'm 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 fine um you know, getting it in, in that in that format. So, um, reading it digitally like this, man, I'm I'm sold. I've right. I've read so many comics on on that thing in the last couple of days. I love it, and that and that's just as a comic reader. Everything else it does is fucking awesome. I mean, yeah. I, I said it whenever they announced it. This is Star Trek shit. It's fucking mm-hmm. awesome. But clinging to that paper, yeah. that that is a love of the container. As opposed to the content, mm-hmm. do, do you fetish a DVD when you get it and say, "Ooh, no. that label's a magnificent print job on that label," or or uh, an MP3? I, I, like, I, I, the, I, cl- I cling to have them, having them lined up on a shelf. Yeah, right. But the, again, that that's let's a, be honest. Though, you're well, fetishing the, the 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 process, not not the content. Yes, but that's something we got to say goodbye to. to. Again, book books and especially art books are are they're they're, they're tactile. So, mm-hmm. I mean, again, uh, you know, I mean, that's uh, we're never going to see a day where I mean, I have a lot of art in my house, not comic book art, actual art, and um, I'm you know I'm sure it won't be long before some people have you know big digital screens that display different types of art prints on their wall and it's almost like uh, different, you know you can change the art and even the wall I've seen you can pretty soon so you'll be able to have changing wall colors in your house right. you know, if you have your uh, and that's all cool and all and I may get some of that that's that's neat but at the end of the day though I mean I'm, I'm still going to always cherish and a lot of people around the world will still cherish the idea of having an original you know oil painting in their home you know right. because it's, and, and that's all I'm saying is that I, I, I think to Chris's point my dream scenario and I don't know you know I, I frankly think it's going to be a long time before we get to this point because Marvel and DC you know are are going to take cautious approaches here, but my ideal scenario, my dream scenario would be any comic that comes out that I want to read the day it comes out, I can get it on my digital device, whether it's an iPad or whatever, you know, there's going to be other, you know, Apple's not going to have the market corner here. They're leading the way, but there are lots of other people going to put out pretty great devices and take a cue. Whatever your cho- your choice is, I-, I would love to be able to, to read them and get them there, have them there, have, you know, near unlimited storage so I could just stockpile them, whatever, and keep them forever. Watch it, read them whenever I want. And then for the things that I cherish the most and I can really see rereading or I want to see, have that tactile experience, I can then go buy the collected edition. That's smart. It's, it's it's it sounds great in theory, and and I think for some it'll be possible. But you know, obviously, it's not going to that that vision is not guaranteed to be the way things go. And, no, and because too pe- too many people are making money on the the old status quo. It's just like the well, oil yeah, industry. And, well, and also, yeah, but also a lot of people are going to make money off of the new status quo. Oh, right, but it just made money it, from the old way, and they're not going to even really care about printing it up or having it in a in a hardcover. They're not going to really even see the utility in it because they're going to be like, "Why well, create electronically? That's my medium, you know." And, and that'll right. be fun. Well, the the, it, the image should be preeminent. Everything should fall by the wayside of the image. That's my philosophy. I don't care if it's printed on a piece of paper or I'm looking at it on a on a 
a CRT or a, or a monitor. I don't care. As long, it, it's all about the image to me. So I will say goodbye to paper in a second. I don't because it's for me it's not about it's not about the pulp it's not about the paper it's about the image that's and and, and I ordered one of the bastards today I tried to put it off until after C two E two I said no nah, I I I gotta have one it's fucking sweet dude no I don't need three G <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's so I, I, it, it is so awesome and I tell you what the uh, I I need to compare it to the Kindle but for books the Kindle app on this is awesome. Yeah, no, it's 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 night and day. I I had one in my hands yesterday, and mm-hmm. Renee loves her kind. I mean, there are times where I'm gonna have to put her face on the side of a milk carton and remember what she looks like. Huh. I never see her. I see her forehead, and then well, I'm gonna have to buy one for my wife then. For nice. <laughs> I never, Hilarious. I, I, sometimes I forget what she looks like. She's. I mean, we 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 go out to breakfast or something, and if I'm even just scrolling through my iPhone, she's got the Kindle out and she's reading the next book and everything. It's it's night and day. You can't. It's it or apples and oranges. You can't. <laughs> the Kindle is is it, it's what it is. It's what it's designed for. It's an e-reader, whereas the iPad just does that and a whole lot more. And and you can't if you have an, a Kindle or a Nook or the Sony e-reader or anything like that. And and the reading experience is just completely different. And I yeah. I want the iPad because of what it can do and. Because this way I can, I mean, I'm, I'm reading comics on my iPhone now. Having a bigger screen would be wonderful. Now, Dude, it's, it's a huge, it's a huge difference. But as for, <laughs> as, as for reading like scripts or, or prose work or novels or anything, I don't, she really wouldn't do that on an iPad just because it's, the reading experience is just going to be completely yeah. different. I mean, the e-ink and, and, and reading yeah. it on a backlit screen, it's just, it's, Two different animals, and how, and how much are those Sony readers going to fall off after this this oh, iPad? They're dead. Have you seen those things? There, yeah. There's like a delay between the time when yeah. you turn the page. They, I don't, I don't like to trash anything, but what I've seen of the Sony areas are horrible devices. Yeah, I'm a fan of the Sony. The, no. the only the the the, uh, the Nook has an advantage over the Kindle in that you can. Uh, share books. So if if mm-hmm. if somebody with one Nook has has a uh, has a James Patterson novel wants to lend it out to another friend with with a nook, then they can do that, and then the book is not on the first person's nook, so you're not stealing the book, you're not sharing it. It's just I'm I'm letting you borrow it, and then when you're done with it, it comes back to me. But mm-hmm. um, it, the Sony, I don't know any advantages on on the Sony machine. The Kindle, I uh, anybody who's interested in it, Renee ends up selling them on the Kindle. It's it's just. Oh yeah, yeah. My, aside my from dad, that little LCD screen at the bottom on the Nook, there, there's nothing. There's nothing that the Barnes and Noble reader has that the Kindle doesn't have, aside from that sharing and and the LCD screen at the bottom. But your your dad loves his, Chris. Mm-hmm. Oh, my my dad absolutely loves his. But you know, I, I, you know the thing about the Kindle, you know, talk, talking about you know comics is that you know I can see. You know, maybe some black and white stuff on the Kindle. It's it's really more of a text reader. There but, is one. Well, at least I, I know of one. That tumor, and and that's that's a graphic novel. I, I'm I'm if you go to um you know on the iPad you go to um uh, iVerse uh, and, and I downloaded uh, Days Missing was free the the first the first issue of Days Missing and I'm looking at it right now and it is so tight so vivid and. I'm just like, yeah, I can, I have 
absolutely no problem reading this on an iPad right now. I mean, it's here, guys. I mean, the the digital comic e-reader has arrived, and it's I've got novelty. School, it's what it is. is. That it's 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 also going to once more creators get familiar with it or, or write mm-hmm. and create books or works for it. Right now, we read a two-page, we read a comic book, you, you flip the page, you, you're used to that reveal or that surprise happening when you turn the page. At it, you're swiping on the screen. You don't know. I mean, just, just the way books are, comics are... are yeah, you're great. going away. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, you know to, to pick up where David is, it, it, it is completely... Uh, I, I see this cha- um, changing a couple things. I think double-page spreads are yeah. going to become more and more rare in comics and the, and, and the and the pacing of comics will change because you don't have to plan for the page turn right. it's you that's just what Steve, have to, yeah. uh, somebody we know i don't want to yeah was was saying that uh, the reveals are going to be more revelatory now that you don't have to plan for ads and right. and, yeah. and you know that that'd be very cool but uh, i forgot what i was going to say oh chris Mm-hmm. Have you found a good CBZ CBR reader for the the iPad? Uh, Comic yeah, Zeal, yeah, yeah. yeah. Comic, Comic Zeal is okay, um, and you can really you can they import for both. You can for import pre-existing files in CBZ. Yeah, yeah. You, you launch the um, you launch the Comic Zeal sync sync on on PC or your Mac, and you drag and drop your okay, good. Or your CBR CBZ files into it converts it, and then you um, using the wireless network in your home, you sync it up to. Uh, it's not through the cable, so it's through the Wi-Fi on on the device and and the wireless network, and it uh, cool it transfers it over. And I mean, because that's that that's how I'm reading some of my books. I mean, I have a few issues of of uh, of Miracle Man on it only because I don't yeah. have. Not saying that I have a stockpile of CBR and CBZ <laughs> files, but uh, conceptually though, fight, fight yeah. club, Vince, fight club. The, uh, <laughs> the, the, the comic, the comic Zeal app for the iPhone and the iPod Touch will work on the iPad. There, nice. there are most of I, I, I want to say most. I don't know about all, but, but most of the apps that you have on your Touch or your iPhone will work mm-hmm. on the iPad. So if you already bought them, well, that's fine, but there com- are enhanced com- comic, versions. Comic Zeal just released Comic Zeal 4, which is designed for the iPad. For the iPad, okay. Yeah. And um, um, uh, found a great PDF viewer. It's called Goodreader, and it's a buck. I think it's 99 cents. And it is a fantastic PDF viewer um, and, and beautiful quality. Now, Chris, you, mm-hmm. you're you're in print. I'm an illustrator. Mm-hmm. We do not have to worry about colors anymore. We don't have to worry about yeah. getting a, a, a print device approximating these color th- uh, palettes that we've chosen. We don't have to worry about fifth inks anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's it's just it's a revelation to create for a device that displays your images in the exact yeah. the, in the exact same manner by which you created them. That you, that's, you don't you don't have to worry about your Marvel books looking like muddy pieces of shit anymore. Or no, your other no, books. I, and I'm just saying that Marvel right. over the last couple of years their books have been very muddy and very dark. It, because and the paper's as, so as, thin. As a as a print guy, I hate that because I yeah. know that's not how the the artist and, and the colorist designed that book to look, but for some reason their printing has been very muddy and and to if look you, at it, if you and, leave and, a Marvel yeah. book on the table on a on a on a rainy day, 
the front cover starts to ripple. Yeah, yeah. No, no, really, because yeah. it's so yeah, humid humidity, outside, yeah. and the paper mm-hmm. is so thin that it just starts to ripple, and, and then it'll curl. I hate that. I, you know, you're not going to curl my iPad. <laughs> there you go. So I, I have no love of paper, I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm, just, I'm glad. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I can't me too. To see the Canadian printers go under, Vince. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you a little uh, stuffed e- doll uh, with a Quebec or t-shirt. Evolve <laughs> or die. That's the name of the game. So there you go. All right. We have a guest coming in very we shortly. Do. So Say now, what? yeah, we do. So oh, now what? we're we're going to take a little break. And we will be back with our super surprise guest, who won't be a super surprise guest if you read the the uh, show notes for this episode. But right now, it's surprise. So we'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. Who reads the show notes? Everybody, I read. I, I do when so. I have to copy them into uh, into WordPad into See, you, WordPress. So you know, do you know how long it takes me to write those show notes? Sometimes longer than it takes me to edit the friggin' episode. I believe it. I know. Hey, I feel especially, your pain, the, buddy. especially the intro, the the, the, the first sentence. This yes, that's the hardest part. Ending. That's the hard. Because how many times can you say, "Here we go again"? You know, Whatever we're talking about would. shit. Chris likes Marvel book. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> This is Joe G. from West Virginia. Just wanted to join in the congratulations, which I assume there probably are several. There should be, for I've just finished reading Captain America number 604. And uh, Vince, you're going to have to get this issue and frame it, along with Chris and Wood, for this particular reason. Of course, it's... Bucky Cap versus Bad Cap or Fake Cap, as Bucky calls him, in the show, trying to cooperate without cooperating to save the life of the Falcon, who's on a moving train, carrying a bomb, of course. The train's on its way as a diversion. There's not that much going to be a spoiler here. But uh, the train's on the way as a diversion. The Falcon breaks free, gets up to the front, beating up everybody in the way, finally makes it to the engineer, the locomotive, takes out the last guard. The engineer says, wait, wait, I'm not with him. I'm the engineer. I'm not here by choice. He says, I might be mad because Washington's forgotten Main Street, but I'm not going to blow up my country. Good to hear, the Falcon says. What's your name? The man answered, I'm David Price, but you can call me Dave. King Dap has made it into the Marvel Universe. Of course, he's bald wearing glasses, and I don't know exactly what David looks like. I don't think he's a locomotive engineer, but still, David Price is going to help the Falcon save some place in Idaho where they're having a lobbyist convention, which nobody really wants to save, but, you know, you can't allow people to get blown up. And everybody knows David Price will help the Falcon get the job done. Congratulations, David. Next, we'll have to see Vince B. as somebody's butler or something. Bye for now. Okay, we're back. Be nice. Three, two, one. <laughs> 
professional. Yeah. All right. Sorry, we are. I'm sorry. We are so back, and with us we have one of our very good friends, a hell of an artist, and he has something to tell you about because it's important and you should pay attention. It's Mr. Steve Bryant, Mr. Oh. Athena Voltaire, bringing it back like John Locke. Awesome, Steve oh, Bryant. Back like Locke. Man, how do I follow that up? Hi, Steve. Uh, hi, Mom. Oh, hey, hey, um, actually, can I try something? I, I, I uh, went to the iTunes store today, and I think I have something for Chris. Ooh. Diaper? Ooh. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> this is medical or bracelet. Oh, shit. The new Did that come through or not? No, we didn't hear. Let's hear it. Oh, no. shit. Well, I I uh, I searched the iTunes store and looked for some fog hat. Nice. Uh, no. I tried. I, I don't own any, but I had to I had to look for it and got the thirty second preview. Oh, I'll pay double not to play it. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know where the fog hat hey comes from. See, this, this is this is where the editing steals come in very, very handy. I think it comes from, Chris, I think it comes from taste. Oh, no, I don't think. Why don't we just sing it? I while can't we're here? Just do a little couple bars, couple bars of slow ride. Let's not. Although I have to say that song was a welcome part of Dazed and Confused, which is a movie I adore. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. Mia. Ooh, oh, my yeah. God, she's so hot. All right, Steve, so Steve, Steve. Steve Bryant's here, and he's he's got something to Yes, tell us, what's the agenda? I think this is pretty revolutionary. It's the Medici's all over again. Tell us what you're doing. Um, I'm whoring myself out, yes. uh, pretty that? much. Um, no, there, there's a, this really cool site uh, called Kickstarter, and the idea behind it is it's like a funding platform for like artists and filmmakers, musicians, authors, all that stuff. And it's kind of set up like a, a PBS pledge drive. So except instead of, you know, tote bags and shit like that, you can get <laughs> exclusive hardcovers or, or sketchbooks or original art or, or whatever in, in my case. So uh, I'm looking to try to get back to doing some more Athena Voltaire. And I just realized the best way for me to actually make it happen is to just set aside, you know, a couple of months for me to be able to work on it to the exclusion of everything else and uh, be able to pay Jason a page rate. Uh, Jason Malay, not Jason Wood. Although if you want to <laughs> give me a quote, we can work something out. Uh, no, pay uh, Jason Malay uh, a page rate because he, both he and Chad Fiddler did a ton of work on the book and have never really been paid anything because we haven't made any money. I, I just thought instead of trying to do it in our downtime and cramming it in, um, I would see if anybody would want like original art and stuff for their patronship. All right. And, and Boy, Steve, that's you a know, convoluted answer. I'm sorry. That's a good answer. But you know your art history. Uh, patronage is a very important part. I mean, that's the way things were done for centuries. Uh, artists oh, yeah. don't do not have the livelihood to take the necessary time out of their lives to create this stuff, so they rely on these benevolent individuals to be their patrons. That's that. I mean, the great works of art were were products of patronage, and there's nothing wrong with with seeking that route because you need to get food on the table. Well, That's I. Right. I I want to make it really clear, though. I'm not like looking for a handout. I'm not saying, "Oh, pity me, give me sympathy," or any no. uh, any of that stuff. Um, because I, I think the the rewards we've got for it are pretty cool. Um, right, you know, it's not like to ask about. Yeah, right. It's not like they're not getting anything for their 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 patronage. 
Well, how right. does that how does that work? Um, okay, gosh, I, I feel like I, I'm going to be Stan Lee putting on, on my carnival barker Excelsior. hat. It's got to be, yeah, you got to be really larger than life now. And no, we respect hair. you. Oh, oh hey, uncalled hey, hey, uncalled come on. Well, does that make does that make Jason the Jack Kirby of the duo then? Oh no, oh. That, that would. Why, why that, is, that, why the is it? I I get hung with the with the Marvel hater tag. Yeah, I have to stand up for fucking Stanley every fucking episode. Yeah, because uh, uh, regardless of what the company may tell you, Stanley is not Marvel. Jack Kirby is Marvel. No. Bitches. Stan is Marvel. Oh, yeah. Okay. Steve, back to you. You guys are drinking the absinthe tonight, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's We're nice. Again. Sulfuric acid. Sulfuric acid. Good, good, good. Stan Lee presents. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Jack's work. Let the man talk. I was funny. I'm that sorry. Was, Go that ahead. was good. Now you don't have to hear. That was good. Oh, thank you. Good night. That's like the, the Costanza moment, you know, when, when uh, George was having that phase where he'd have, you know, leave the room. That's it. Always leave him laughing. Yeah, leave yeah. Him I, I don't think I can top that, so just uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, uh, what rewards, that's right, or incentives, whatever we're calling it. Um, I tried to set up things that were that were set up. Uh, boy, that's redundant. Vince, you're gonna you're gonna cover me and edit half all, half of all my ums out, right? Ain't, ain't happened, buddy. Okay. <laughs> on that on natural. I tried. Okay. No. Um. They the incentives are, are set up like ten bucks will get your name put in the book in the acknowledgement section of the book, and a PDF copy of the of the book, and then kind of access to an exclusive Kickstarter backer only blog, so you can kind of see the work develop on the book and stuff like that. Um. And then for twenty five bucks. I added in like all those same incentives plus an exclusive limited edition sketchbook. And again, you know, if, if artists are selling sketchbooks for 10 or 20 bucks at a show, you know, I'm feeling like that's a $15 value added to the $10 value we've got for like 50 bucks. You get a cut, the, the two existing trades plus all the other stuff. And again, the trades would sell for 31 bucks. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm feeling like that's, pretty okay 75 bucks is probably my favorite that that's where like the cool thing comes in um i'm doing an exclusive limited uh signed hardcover of the uh, oh that is cool yeah that's pretty cool sorry i had to hit my cough button there for a second Uh, i'm still choking (laughs) over over vince's stanley (laughs) um but yeah the the hardcover is like the two trades um with a, uh, obviously a new hardcover, uh, some new end papers, and you know, new title page. For a hundred bucks, you get you know all that stuff plus like an original drawing on the title page of the hardcover, and then like a hundred twenty-five again, all that stuff, the uh, uh, the sketch on the title page, plus a page from either the web comics or Flight of the Falcon. So I'm wow. trying to to make it so that they're they're kind of cascading rewards. So you know, for a hundred twenty-five bucks. You get a sketchbook, uh, an exclusive hardcover with a drawing in it, an original page, your name in the book, and uh, the the blog. That's, That's pretty cool. nice. Pretty phenomenal, yeah. I have to say. Yeah. 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 And, so, and you can do this all where? Yeah, exactly. Uh, the website is called Kickstarter.com, but okay. like the the URL is hellaciously long. So there there's like a shortened one. Man, I've still got something. 
I, I, I've still got the uh, Stanley Presents you, thing just killing me. You, you got me caught in your throat. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> oh. Nobody needs that. <sighs> and you know, Steve, you are in very, very, very good company with this Kickstarter campaign because there have been other publishers who have done similar, like Picture Box. Advance solicited way, oh, yeah. way, way back the Brian Chippendale and CF books. And for your money, you either got, you know, both books and a sketch or both books and a, and a original color drawing. You, you know, I'm big into the vinyl. It's very expensive to have molds made in Japan and then have the figures made and have them sent over. There are guys doing vinyl figures that are using this Kickstarter. Uh, site to do the very same thing that you're doing, ensuring that their work gets out there by these people that are benevolent and very smart enough to to get in on a good thing. Oh, it's just a, a totally amazing site. I'm really kind of amazed at all all the cool stuff that you know that I've, I'm finding on there. I wish I had more money to to well, play. Look at right. you. You've already you've had some good support already. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. I'm, I'm I'm at the site now. You've you, you've had a lot of patrons already. That's fantastic. Yeah, we're we're getting there. Um, the direct link is http colon slash slash kck dot st dot bker seven and then the letters. Uh, oh, yeah, no, that's a, that's a mouthful, isn't it? Yeah, I've got a link. Okay. I've, got, I've got a link on the forum too. If that helps. Yes, and and, well, you, and we will put the link and 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 clicked on comics, and yours was the first that came up. So it wasn't nice. Oh, even awesome. better. For a while, we were showing up on like the third page, so I I wasn't sure, but yeah, we're we're almost halfway there, and uh, you know there there's a cheesy ass little video in there where I. I beg, but um, <laughs> looking good too. I gotta and, say and, though. Yeah, and we will include the URL in the show notes. Yes, and so oh, cool. which, which pretty much means if you're listening to this and you're not a member of our forum, you can reach it at forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. That's old school or new school. www.elevenoclockcomics.com. You don't have to join if you're interested in Steve's work, and you damn well should be, because the guy's an old soul and does great comics, great classic tinged comics. Yeah. Come to our forum, if for nothing else, just to get the link to Steve's Kickstarter, because it's well worth your time. It's good stuff. Goddamn. <laughs> I'm flattered. Thanks, man. And, and the, uh, you're creative here. The uh, the award, the the uh, pledges go up. Beyond the, I mean, it, you mentioned up to I think like 125, but it goes even beyond that, and it, it, the stuff keeps getting even more uh, badass. So yeah, yeah, so. I, yeah. I, I'm giving away I think just about every cover I've done, um, like the wraparound cover to the web comics comes with a thousand uh, uh, dollar contribution. The mm-hmm. uh, the two covers for the the Athena Voltaire black coat one shot from last year, mm-hmm. um, which it's more than a wraparound, you know, it's both covers. Uh, that also is um, a thousand dollar donation, mm-hmm. and you know the thing that I want to stress, which probably sounds really douchey of me, but um, if if we exceed the goal, it doesn't mean hey Steve's going to pocket some extra dough for the work. It just means it'll kind of fund me to to do even more work. You know, mm-hmm. instead of a two issue series, maybe there will be a two issue series and a one shot or or something like that. So I'm I'm kind of excited. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. yeah, this is very cool. I'm definitely gonna gonna jump in here. I I, I, yeah. I was waiting to hear you talk about it because I didn't know much about it, but uh, but it's actually it's pretty cool. This I never heard of the site until you mentioned it a week or two ago that you were gonna try this, and uh, uh, oh, it's, it's a pretty fascinating idea. It's um, it's it's uh, what's the one um, 
you guys may know it. It's it's uh it's one for small. It's it's not it's just, it's similar to this, um, but it's it's more for uh, like charitable organizations. Um, I can't remember, but uh, but I, uh, you know what I I'm talking know. about, right? Yeah, um, I can't say that word. What chair chair chair? What's that word? <laughs> charitable. <laughs> it's like it's like when it's like when when Vince talks to his wife. It's like a uh, le. Uh, uh, <laughs> like the fines. <laughs> I I just think I'm st- I'm stunned at this Kickstarter program because I just think it's brilliant. I really do, and and it's one of those ideas that is so simple. Like, why have we not thought of this before? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, to to help out really talented people get their work seen and get something for it. You're not throwing money into a black hole. You're getting there's perks to this thing. As yeah, Steve, cool. as Steve told I mean, you. hey, every, everybody, everybody wants to be. I, I say everyone. I think most people want to be involved and have a little piece in comics as a comic book fan. And this is an opportunity to kind of, you know, know that you that you did a little something and and feel a part right. of something. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Aside from going to a convention and meeting the artist one-on-one and getting an original piece of work for from them there, this is the next best thing. You don't yeah. have to hop on a plane and, and go to a convention. You can get it without even leaving your, your little easy chair thing in front of your computer. And, well, and since Steve, uh, I mean, I you know, I don't, I know he's like most artists doesn't want to toot his own horn, but um, for those that maybe aren't familiar with Athena Voltaire um, and, and the work that's come in the past, right. uh, I, I've certainly um, read it. It's 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 you know, it's a fantastic. Um, it's a fun it, book. It's a really fun book that that's that's. I mean, I I think stands up against any. Uh, any work that's that's out there. I mean, it looks beautiful. It reads it reads wonderfully. It's 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 action packed. It's uh, it's a great genre piece. I mean, anybody that likes uh, you know anything like in the Indiana Jones uh, you know domain would love this. Um, so if you aren't familiar already, shame on you. But 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 it's you know you're getting the, the stuff is definitely quality. And um, uh, you know I, I for one am excited that there'll be more Athena because it's been a long time uh, coming. So and. and- Let's not slight the creator. The artwork itself does Alex Raymond and Al Williamson and 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 the the greats of the great proud because Steve has that that classic style in his blood. And, oh, and I don't, I, yeah. I don't, uh, Steve. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think that's I'm just, just the really way. Embarrassed. No, I, I think I think that's just the way you draw. I mean, I don't think you set out to say, you know what, I'm going to do a, a comic in the style of the guys I love. You just gra- that's how you that's you gravitate towards that style, and you can tell when you look at it. You're not forcing it. It's not like, right. oh man, how would Al Williamson do this? No, it just it just comes out. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Well, you and, suck and also because I wish I could do it. <laughs> yes, speaking about that, I should say that uh, not only am I a fan of the comic, but I have. Uh, I, ha- I own some some Steve Bryan original artwork as well, and uh, and it's uh, it's 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 fantastic. So I yeah. for those that are un- yeah unsure about uh, you know get- going up and getting something that's like you know he's- a couple of these things I see he'll do a, a personal sketch or even a, a original piece. It's certainly worth it. I mean, it's uh, you know I- put it this I'm, way. The, the I'm level- looking, uh, yeah, I'm looking at my my Rocketeer commission right now. Yeah, right. The, the level of detail that would go into a uh, commission if you were to get a commission from Steve at a con or something would be equivalent to what he's doing for this pledge drive. So, I mean, that, that's that's value to me. I mean, that, that's yeah. certainly more than worth it. And, and we have to do... Kind. No, we have to do the the requisites. And she's hot. <laughs> yeah, and she's hot. Lying. I mean, yeah. There you go. So, oh, uh, I, I think... You're cracking a little bit, Vince. All right, take it over. No, it's Vince, I think. 
Now, the uh, as far as backing it, and I mean, I, I've always been under the impression that you know the, the PBS pledge drives. If I call up and say I'm giving them twenty five dollars, regardless of what happens, they're getting my twenty five dollars. Is that? Oh, good question. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I know where you're going. Do you mind if I just jump? Not in? at all. I'll be my okay, guest. Cool. Um, the way the way Kickstarter is set up is the project is o- you're only going to get money deducted from your your account, it, and uh, they they charge through Amazon. So it's it's you know all pretty damn legit. But um, the only way you you'll be billed is if the project actually reaches its funding goal, and uh, so you oh, know that's excellent. To- okay. Yeah. yeah, we we've got 47 days left to go. So, you know, I think it's late May. It's like right after Summit City. I kind of timed it that way. Um <laughs> smart. I'm I'm a weasel. Uh but <laughs> like I think it's the Tuesday after Summit City. Uh if we reach our goal, then you'll be you'll be charged at that time. So, you know, if right now you're going, "Well, I'm not sure about it." Um you wouldn't be charged. So, that's okay, all I got. Cool. Cool. Um, just to interject, uh, the site I was talking about is Kiva. Uh, you guys have probably heard of it. Kiva.org. It's uh, it's yeah. it's a place you can. It's like micro loans, like micro payments to loan for, for entrepreneurs across the world that need stuff. It's uh, so I mean, it's not similar. Obviously, this is one for you know being a patron to the arts, but uh, that was the site I was trying to think of. So this is kind of the same model, the same sort of uh, Web 2.0 interface model to do that. So it's very cool. Yeah. Am I still shitty? A little yep. bit. A little bit, a little well, something, something. A little bit. Let's just work it out a little bit. Uh, Steve, can you give yes, us? Yes, sir. Can you give us a little insight into what we can expect from this project when it eventually does come to fruition? Because oh, it's gonna. The story. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's pretty much. Um, I, I've written it as a as a two part story, but um, who knows? Maybe I'll, I'll expand it because I do. I do have like a subplot in there that I could easily kick it up to, to four issues, you know, if the, if the funding were in place. But right now I'm planning on it as, as being a two-issue story. Um, and if I were to expand it, I would expand it with content just to let you know. I wouldn't just, you know, suddenly do a bunch of splash pages. Um, well, you know, I, I, I think we're, we're pretty fast-paced with, with the way that, that we're telling the stories anyway. But um, it's, uh, it deals with... Um, Pele, the the volcano goddess in Hawaii. So there's some tiki fun because I'm into all that kind of stuff. Uh, there's Nazis and you gotta have uh, Nazis. Yep. Martial artists, uh, supernatural Ooh. creatures, mm-hmm. uh, a big old Ford trimotor plane. Um, nice. <laughs> uh, some stuff dealing with uh, with old Hollywood because I'm a sucker for all that stuff. Um, so that it it's just. Pretty much a big love letter to all the stuff that I that I really liked, and uh, yeah, I mean, ever uh, it's been you know I've, I've been doing this like on online and then in print since 2002, and I had worked up the character before then, but I got to tell you, the uh, the Stevens Rocketeer reissue just made me go, Jesus, uh, why am yeah. I, mm-hmm. why in the hell am I not doing my book full time? What the hell is wrong with me? Yeah. So That's beautiful you know, stuff. I just really had to make a point of of getting the book out, and I, I feel like you know, in terms of uh, an audience being kind of primed for it, you know, you've got the the Rocketeer stuff, you've got the the whole first wave line over at over at DC, um, and you know, I, I don't mean just the first wave book, but you, you've got Paul Malmont who's going to be writing Doc Savage, and Paul did the the book, the Chinatown Death Cloud Peril, which I don't know if, if any of you guys have read that. 
No. 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 no okay. The the premise to Paul's uh, first novel was Lester Dent and William Gibson, the creators of Doc Savage and The Shadow, fighting crime in 1930s Chinatown. Wow. Tell me that's oh, not a bulletproof concept. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And so that, that's the guy that's going to be writing uh, Doc Savage. So you talk about a book that's in great hands. And then uh, they're going to have Mark Schultz writing uh, The Spirit. And I know a lot of people, you know, I, I read With like more a... Tad Art. Yeah. Oh, isn't that nice? Yeah, uh, for sure. I read somebody on a on a, a site that won't be named on the the talkbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh no, 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 the no, murky wa- uh, the murky waters. Uh, no, it's it's not. Uh, it's a news site. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, say no more. We knew where you were going. News. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Something, uh, but anyway, somebody on the on the talkbacks on there, and this is not the the site itself. The site itself is wonderful, but uh, somebody on the talkbacks, you know, was really pissy about Mark's work because they're like, "Oh, great, the writer of Alien versus Predator versus Superman versus Batman is writing this," right. and it's like, oh, "No, fucktard!" <laughs> you know, the, the writer of the Harvey Harvey and Eisner Award winning Xenozoic Tales is writing it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. the, the Superman, Batman, Aliens, Predator book was pretty much just put there because they said, "Will you write this?" And he said, "Yes." You know, it's a I simple, need to, I need to eat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy thought there, but yeah. So that that talkbacker just, I thought, man, educate yourself oh, a little. Bit. Yeah. But I was talking about them earlier in the episode. Don't worry about them, Steve. Right. Steve, I, I have uh, a little bit of Dave Stevens lore for you. I don't know if you know this. Maybe, oh, maybe I'm not. A, I'm a I'm a sycophantish fanboy, so I probably do. Okay. Uh, in the in the the latest issue of Film Facts, there's an article on William Stout. We all know who William Stout is. Yeah. He did the storyboards for a projected Steve Miner directed version of Godzilla in 3D. I and, remember reading that. Okay, and one of the guys who did the storyboards with Bill Stout was Dave Stevens. Well, yeah, because that would have been around the same time they were sharing studio space right, with exactly. and uh, Richard Hescox. So right? I wanted to ask you, have you seen any of these Dave Stevens drawn Godzilla 3D storyboards? If not, no, why? Have not. why have we not seen them? I'm reading the article, and it's littered with Bill Stout Godzilla images, and they're awesome. And then it says, oh, and yeah, Dave Stevens did some of them. And they have none. No Dave Stevens. I want to see those. I, I have no idea. Um, I thought they, the uh, Arnie Fenner book from uh, – who the heck published it? Brush, Brush with Passion from last year. I thought they really covered a lot – more of his commercial stuff than I'd seen, but I know there, there's a ton of stuff we haven't seen. I think they have a, like a few of the Raiders uh, boards in there, and I, I think they've got uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they've got some of the Michael Jackson storyboards he did uh, for, I think, the Thriller video, right. and like some of his commercial spot illos. But yeah, there's so much of his stuff we haven't seen that we're probably not going to see. But you know, in in, in a similar light. Where the heck is the the advertising art of Neil Adams? I'd buy that sucker. Oh in a yeah, yeah. Me too. You're right. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. But so, uh, at least we're we're getting a new Neil Adams Batman story. Yeah, that looks really nice. That's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, it looks yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah kind of cool. <laughs> I may I may even have to buy that. We'll see. <laughs> oh no no no, Vince. It's 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 DC. 
Right. It, it, and it's yeah, Batman. Right. There's that. But it's also hey. Neil freaking Adams. So yeah, no, I don't no, know. No, 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 <laughs> Vince? No, no. Vince? No, you're not allowed. You're not oh, good. Allowed. We, good. We don't, Thank we you. We don't want you. Yeah. Why, why, are, why aren't you reading any Marvel now, Vince? I. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, Steve, I have one more question about this project. Cause, yes, sir. Uh, the uh, You had me at uh, exclusive hardcover. So. Um, <laughs> Assuming that you get funded, I mean, what's the story with that? I mean, how long will it take to produce? You know, when would we receive it? That sort of thing. Um, that I'm hoping it would be within like a month. Um, oh, cool. I am right. I, I'm kind of the the test run for a place that does really terrific print on demand stuff, and they're going to get into some uh, some hardcovers. Mm-hmm. So I asked, um, you know, the guy who runs it uh, if he could do it. Um, you know, if if I could be his guinea pig, and he he was very excited. So I can't wait to see what they do. Um, and the whole idea behind all of the the incentives that I came up with, I really didn't want to do anything that would be like that would take six months or something. Which is why I'm not including the the print copies of the book, because you know you're you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't if you do that, because you either wait until everything is done and send it out at one right, time, right. or you send it out in in shifts. As certain things get done, and then you're pissing away all the money that these people gave you to work on the book, you're you're pissing it away on shipping. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm shooting for like a month, but you know, if I get like a hundred people all wanting hardcovers, and I have to do a hundred sketches, well, <laughs> give me a little time. Yeah. But um, right, as, as, yeah. As long as you do mine first, we're all good. It's fine. But what a what a problem I, to have, though. By the way, Jason's not kidding. I I just looked up at my email and it says new backer alert. Jason Wood has pledged blank dollars. Thank I'm, you, I'm man. Of, I'm a man of my uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a man of my word. You're you're welcome. Nice. Well, nice to say he stays Thank focused so while recording the show. Yeah, it's and he really also good. likes to make our asses look bad. So yeah. there you go. He oh, killed two yeah. birds with one stone. Going right now, make my contribution. Uh, shame, shame is a very powerful motivation. Thanks, Jason. So, you you're, you're, to... you're buying, you're buying dinner next Thursday night. Wood. Hey, do you guys all I got to say is you? one more person for the suite, baby. Bitch. <laughs> you know, hey, hey, guys, do you want me to tell you how much he bids so you can show him up? No, no. we don't need that kind of hassle. No, 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 no. I, 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 I don't. I don't I don't like to. I don't like to measure and compare on the show. We're <laughs> for that in person. Yeah, I'm out. As, as people know, as people can guess from my question, I, I bid enough to at least secure myself a hardcover. So nice. Nice. That is awesome. God bless you, Steve Bryant. Steve, no. Steve, you you going to come up to uh, Chicago and grace us with your presence next week? Are you kidding? I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm in Artist Alley. Uh, I am in Row B. Let me see. Uh, I can tell you who all's in my row. Cool. Nice. Do it. I, I have one question before you do that, though. Yes, will, sir. Will people be able to uh, patron this Kickstarter program to you at the, the, the convention? Not at the con, but I, I did print up postcards okay, that good. have all the information on them. Good enough. There you go. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm opening up my thing from C2E2 so I can tell you who all... Uh, is in my row because I happen to think it's a pretty kick-ass. Is Heffron going to be there well, with you? Not yeah, as Jim good he- as row A, as I recall. Right, Chris? Isn't that where we are? Uh, uh, we're, we're up at the top. It's like row like Q. Oh, okay. okay. 
Yeah, yeah. That sounds depressing. Well, no, it's it's the it's the the upper right hand corner of Artist Alley. We're actually our table will be um, facing Adam Hughes. Wow. Yeah. So we're okay. That's pretty damn good. Routing us, (laughs) not wanting to talk to us, but the whole time. All right, cool. (laughs) Okay, in in my row, dangle uh, a ding dong in front of him. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, be good. Hey. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, hey, stop. Okay, in, in my row we have Andrew Peepoy, who's oh, nice. uh, he'll, t- he'll he'll talk old like WKRP in Cincinnati episodes with you. Oh shit! Just don't start Andrew on Honey West because he he'll, oh, he won't stop. He'll talk about <laughs> no. TV shows. Oh. But uh, yeah, we got Andrew. We got Jason Malay, my uh, nice. who colors my Athena stuff. The awesome Hillary Barda. Oh, oh, Vince will be over there. A boner. Uh, and then I I, re- I really like how how C two E two set up uh, my table. It's Steve Bryant sharing a table with Athena Voltaire. So I nice. I, I need to find a girl dressed <laughs> up. I guess. Babe. There you go. Uh, then we got my my pal and and brother Jim Heffron. Nice. Uh, and then excellent. We we have uh, my fellow comic twarts Andy Kuhn and Chris Somney. Oh, oh cool. yay! Now it's David's turn to detergent. <laughs> and Don Kramer. So I, I feel like I'm, in, I'm like the nerd in the really cool row. That's a great row. That's I know. that's all that's all good people. You betcha. Yeah, that's all uh, AC guest alums, pretty much. That's kind of what I was shooting for. It, for it might, it might, you know, God, it might be. Ugh. It's. Uh, I don't know if we ever had Andrew on, but you know, we, he's a Chicago guy, so I've certainly, certainly taught. And I can give Andrew crap for the for the WKRP in Cincinnati stuff, but he's a he's a hoop. But yeah, that's that's a great row of, of, of folks. Oh, let's see. Uh, let me see. Artist, there's... A- Artist Alley is going to be ridiculous this year. It's yeah. it's, it's such such a great guest. And Chris, you're definitely going to have the stuff set up so we can do some recording if we want to. Oh, we are we are going to do recording absolutely. Nice. And we'll have we'll have Steve over to chit chat with us. And, Yay! Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be grabbing people all weekend long. Awesome. And to 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 Sal's chagrin, he's going to be like, "Can't we just put a fucking nail on this show?" Oh man. <laughs> Maybe that's why the nail is in the show, huh? uh, There'll be six of us, right? So that's that's not like we're all going to have to sit around talking to everybody. No, no. Okay, tell us us your lineup. Who else is going to be at the show? I know all four of you guys are there, but Mm -hmm. Jason just said six. So who else is there? Sal and Tom. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Well, well. Caters, I don't know if Tom is gonna is gonna be able to make it. Oh, um, oh I thought he was coming. Oh. No, no, I, it, I I think the back is is not oh, gonna travel. But <laughs> uh, um, the, the iFanboy guys are gonna be there. The Raging Bullets guys are gonna be there. The, um, I know that Peter and Pants, I believe mm-hmm. from yes, yeah. are gonna be there. Yep. Um, so there's gonna be a good podcasting presence, and yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hoot. Um, oh. Really looking forward to it. Boy, David, yeah. we we have arrived. How about this? You know? I know right? Yeah. It took <laughs> us long enough. We're all grown up. Uh, we're all grown up. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping on the table. Oh, Santos, of course. John will be upset if I didn't mention him. Um, Santos will be running around and doing his doing doing his on the floor interviews. Oh, yeah, again and again. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nice. John's a machine. Steve, yeah. I'm sorry. We kind of stepped on you. No, no, I'm I'm perfectly fine. I'm just listening. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'll be doing tomorrow too. So well, yeah. well, well, Steve. You know, Thursday night we're all set up. You can go out and have barbecue with us. Yeah. <laughs> we made it very, very, very uh, vegetarian friendly for you. Oh, damn! Nice. That's right. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're a vegetarian too, Steve. 
Yeah. Neat. Oh my god. It's somebody, uh, the, Gabe Hardman is a vegetarian, and I was yeah. like, man, there's so many yeah. artists. Richard, Richard Star, yeah, and and, uh, and, 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 yeah. and Laura Somney is 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 Chris she is, no, vegetarian no, or is, Laura is Laura is vegan? Yeah, Laura I'm sorry. and I I'm sorry. are uh, so Gabe that's and, and Karina. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Gabe and Karina sure. are vegan. Is, is Chris also I, practicing, or is it just because? No, uh, no, nah, Chris will he'll bite into a, a okay. good old hamburger if you if you leave it in front of him so <laughs> nice. but uh, no I, I think he's a very sympathetic husband yes that's what i meant mm-hmm. no i've i've compared vegetarian restaurants in uh notes in chicago with uh laura and then in san diego with with gabriel and and karina so yeah it's that's awesome it's fun i wish i could do that i i need uh, i need my meat i, I mean <laughs> I don't eat a lot of meat, but but when I do, I like to eat it. So yeah. <laughs> I like well, to have the option. Steve, Steve, are you coming up on Thursday or Friday? I'm coming up on Thursday. Actually, a friend of mine from uh, my local shop is now a, a teacher in Chicago, and he asked me to come speak to his uh, fourth graders about oh, comics cool. and stuff like that. So cool. I'll do that probably in the morning, and then uh, go set up for C2E2. And oh, hopefully that is well, awesome. Well, we're we're gonna go we're gonna go eat some um, wonderfully um, char grilled meat, but then we're going out for drinks afterwards. So maybe we can meet up. Nice, uh, sure. I'm in. Okay. All right, sweet. Well, let's do the pitch because yeah. it's that time, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. This episode has been brought to you by DCBService.com, discount comic book service where you can get spectacular discounts on your favorite funny books and collectibles. And after you've done that, go on over to www.summitcitycomiccon.com. they got a great show coming up on May 22nd, cheap to get in, and a big old table if you're an artist, and it's just all awesome, and they're the best. Okay, and... Here's my my little thing. Run, run, run as fast as your tiny slippered feet will carry you and get thee to a comic shop where you will hopefully find, though I doubt it, from Fanagraphics, Read Hate Annual Number 8. Oh, we're doing wow. this part of the show. Got it today. Oh, it's so good. Always yeah. good to catch up with Buddy and Lisa. <sighs> and as usual, they're as clueless and out of touch as ever. And Pete Bag is great, no matter what Jason says. So read, read, <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't say a thing. Read hate annual number eight. Great stuff. Came nice. out today. Apple. Uh, um, okay, no, go ahead. What? It's my turn. It is your turn. I didn't. Okay. I didn't. Ooh, hiss it. Do it in the same order that we start the show, David. God oh, dang it. That's news to me. Okay. Vince, edit that part out that I was yelling at David. Because I don't want to come off like a prick. What is the pencil of David at the end of 11 o'clock? It's over. I don't know what I ate before recording, but I'm obviously eating something right because I'm hitting with Jason. Pick up just just available in trade, and I'm sorry, David. I was just I, it's all love. It's, I know. It's too many crap. It. I'm not going to Chicago now. Oh, that's yeah. it. Cancel no. it. Done. Yeah, you uh, are. Uh, just out by DC. I think last week uh, in trade paperback tore a prehistoric odyssey oh. by Joe Kubert. Like butter. You can't. It doesn't get much better than that, right, Steve? It's awesome. It's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. It is. It is all sorts of cool, and uh, retails uh, fourteen ninety nine, and it's it's Joe Kubert, awesome. 
There we go. We were talking about guys that want to elevate the art form. Tor, uh, this, the, what's it called? Psychedelic Odyssey? Uh, prehistoric Odyssey. Prehistoric Odyssey. It should be called Psychedelic <laughs> oh, yeah. Odyssey because the, <laughs> they were the, uh, high back then. no, that, well, if you've, you've read it, that's a big part of the story. It, that, what I'm, I'm saying, it's more than just an adventure story. Kubert's trying to do something above that with this, and he succeeded. It's awesome. It's cool you stuff, man. You show up. And he said, show off. <laughs> My God, man. It's the, guy, the guy is a master of the medium. Oh, he is. He is. So, I mean, you you want to talk he about... He should run a school. The, the, yeah, he should. He should, like, teach this shit. You know? Um, the, the, the visual <laughs> storytelling, there's... He should reproduce. Stuff. He should reproduce and have some offspring. Yes, he that. should. Yes, he should. Right. Okay, <laughs> David, what should they read, buddy? Sure. Uh, well, of course, they, they should get their asses to the shop and read The Shield number one since we talked about it already. Hell yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I won't say a comic book. I'll say, uh, since we mentioned Swarzynski and, and Chris agrees, go out and get The Wheelman. Mm. I may download it to my iPad right I now. I was just going to say that if, <laughs> I had, if I had mine. You know when mine is scheduled to ship? You're going to be checking uh, it every April 20 minutes. No, get this. The, 16th, the day you leave. Yeah, the, the day, day I leave. Yeah. Isn't that, that's my uh, freaking so we'll luck. We'll be waiting for you when you get home. That's okay. I'm cool with that. I haven't... Have, have the wife charge it. So when no, you're playing Sunday no. night... Ain't happening. No. Oh, all right. No. no. Want it touching it? No, I want it to be oh. operational when I get oh, back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, for truth. Uh, two two things. First of all, um, if, if, you, if you haven't... Uh, Pick this up yet? Uh, shame on you! And make sure you rectify that. By all means, please pick up the uh, new collection by IDW of uh, Torpedo, Mister Enrique Sanchez Abuli, Jordi Benet, and Alex Toth's uh, mm. wonderful masterpiece about uh, Toth. Uh, Toth. Okay, sorry, <laughs> yeah. sorry. Rug. Seriously, uh, about a uh, about an Italian gangster <laughs> in the 30s that uh, is totally badass, and I had an absolute. Uh, Great time reading it uh, this past week. Um, and then if you want something a little more fresh off the... The, the, uh, the, fir- the first volume you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Second one's so, not so, out yet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, second one is solicited, though. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then if you want something a little fresher off the presses, uh, out today, uh, eagerly anticipated, uh, not yet in my inbox, but soon, uh, Area 10, uh, the latest in the yes. Vertigo crime oh, so series, good. this time uh, written by uh, Mr. Christos Gage and uh, art by the incomparable Chris Somni, uh, nice. aforementioned. So um, yep. I'm really looking forward to that one, and uh, and I have sneaking suspicion it's going to be the best of the bunch so far. So. Cool. It, um, and, uh, art-wise, in... Yeah. Uh, I I don't want to say this to besmirch the other the right. other artists on the Vertigo Crime books, but this blows away everything that we've seen from Vertigo Crime to this point. Stunned, can't wait. It's awesome. And it's if, so if, beautiful. If you've read the Torpedo hardcover, and gosh darn it, you just can't get enough Jordy Bernay, buy Jonah Hex because yeah. knock knock, Jordy Jordy Bernay's drawing Jonah Hex. There See, that go. was going to be my pick. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, do I get to step, step on the guest? Do I do I get to do a pick? You yeah, can do as many picks as you want. By by the awesome Modern Master series, the two most recent volumes I have picked up are Guy Davis and uh, Mark Buckingham, and both of them are amazing oh. reads. The wow. make want to pick up a crayon and just draw like crazy. Oh, well, strong! <laughs> you brought the you brought the strength. You did. Anything <laughs> else guy, you'd like is, to? Is Guy is Guy Davis going to be at C2E2? He should. You don't he's, know. 
He's localish, isn't he? Yeah, you don't, like, you don't, like you don't have the, uh, the C2E2 app on your iPad yet, dude? Pal, <laughs> the, what, what, what exactly you know, do you want for lunch on Thursday whenever you come? <laughs> well, I know well, your desserts. You know so it doesn't what? Matter, man. Oh, you know what? Quick shout-out, too, because we did talk about um, a few things, but I did want to just do a quick shout-out since we're gushing about certain artists. Um, Eric Kennedy. Uh, is uh, back on the stands with New uh, Avengers Luke Cage number uh, one yes. today. Oh, this looks and, great. Uh, oh, and it's written by John Arcudi. Uh, oh, my. It, phew. It, yeah, the, the book is a sight to behold. I actually, uh, uh, I, I, I'm regretting buying the issue because I, I, I think I'm going to want, I'm going to want the trade of this one. Kennedy's just a, a freak of nature. He, he yes. How he's Kinetti, not a household Kinetti, person, I don't know. Kennedy is, he's amazing. The, the, the uh, Iron Man Mandarin. Uh, in trade, yeah, yep. my yeah. God, pick, pick that up! It is so Spider-Man so issue. The way oh, yeah. and, and and another great book that came out today again from Marvel that Spider-Man Fever. Yes, oh, I number one. Oh, trippy dippy delicious! It's yeah, just a it's mind screw. Oh, yeah. Chris, Chris, <laughs> yes. Guy Davis will in fact be at C two E two. Nice. I want I want a Guy Davis BPRD page so bad. No, Actually, you you want a Guy a, Davis Hellboy tattoo, dude. Truth. Um, Saying um, eleven o'clock uh, comics forever. For, for a guy of his renowned, he, his his original art is actually very reasonably priced. Yeah. Guy he, Davis. Guy, awesome. guy Davis will be in Artist Alley at, at D three for I the store. Right I'll be there. I'll be there early Friday morning. Going Guy Davis. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Draw me so, an ape sapien. Thank you for listening, and please head on over to kickstarter.com, right? And yes. click on comics, or you can search, right, for Steve Bryant. I'm sure you can. There's a search right, yeah, option. Yeah. Or what you can do is just head on over to our forum, and we'll have the link there for you, so you won't have to do any running around. Forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com or www.11oclockcomics.com. And do, do right by Steve, because... God, he's he deserves it, and he's great. Booyah! Absolutely, it was good talking to you, buddy. We're, I guess we'll, uh, we'll looking forward to seeing you next week. Yeah, thanks so much. Our awesome. say goodbye, Steve. <laughs> goodbye. Th- thanks so much for putting up with my rambling and my nonsense. Everybody. <laughs> no, if you, if you made it this far, um, you, you get a prize. That's yes. right. You get an extra kiss <laughs> when you stay tuned when for you, the next song. When you <laughs> right. That's slow ride. Big. I believe it's going to be. No, it's, no, 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 no. I'll tell you one thing. Though. We have a, ve- a very strong shit filter on this show, Vince, and that will not make Vince. it through. Yes. Speaking of songs, Vince, I I don't know if you, I know you always pick the intro and outro music uh, before we record. So next week, though, I got to put in a request for Diddy's new one because it's hotness. Okay, that's that's fair. Just I'm listen gonna... to it. If you can listen to it without shaking your ass. Then We're, you want to play it. I, I don't think you. I, I don't think you can slight the song that's following us right now because it's Paul McCartney and Wings. Ooh, oh, I so. can't. Is it? I, that's all. Jet. Good by me. Yeah. Pardon me. Jet. Same album, but no. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. So let's go. Take it away, Steve. Say bye bye. Are we gonna play yeah. Helen Wheels? Nope. Ow. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Do that Kickstarter so thing. Head on over there. Bye-bye.